Hold on to your mug. We're in for a wild night. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of Born to Be Warlock, a wild exclusive Hearthstone podcast where we have fun hanging out with friends, talking about the wild format of Hearthstone, spotlighting members of the wild community. I am your host, as always, Nate Wolf. It's good to be back on another beautiful Friday evening here in Portland, Oregon. We have a little bit of a different lineup tonight because Hydralisk is on vacation. And uh, and so I'm joined, though, by my very good friend, uh, Electric Sheep City. How are you doing tonight? Meowdy, doing fantastic here in the city of electric warlocks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, we got a, a very special guest uh, here with us uh, filling in for Hydra tonight. So, Schmoopy Daddy, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Nate, when I got the DM, the inner fangirl in me squealed with delight. <laughs> so I'm very stoked to be here. And uh, I'm really excited to talk about Warlocks, the show. Nice, nice. So there, that That is what is uh, happening in Wild right now. And so, of course, we had to bring on the Warlock himself uh, back for a repeat visit to the show. But let me introduce you a little bit. Multi-legend, high-legend, Wild Warlock expert, co-host of the Hearthstoners podcast, and Pokemon trainer, <laughs> welcome back to the show, Gold Daniel. How you doing? I'm I'm doing great, man. Thank you, thank you so much, guys, for having me back on. Um, I'm so flattered. Uh, I believe this is my third time. I so, think so. Uh, I'm gonna kind of call squatters rights, and I like I feel like I'm a permanent guest on the show moving forward. Uh, I'm gonna start asking to be paid a little bit more, <laughs> uh, maybe flowing out. Maybe once or twice, but I'll ship, uh, I'm I'll really sh- happy to be here. I'll ship you a White Claw. <laughs> that, that's, all, that's all I need. All I need. It feels great because this is like my third time here. It's been with a new host every time. It feels like I'm getting to meet some some new people. Uh, Electric Sheep Shady, I, I just mentioned before we hopped on, I had seen a couple of your Lego streams. And I'm just looking at your backdrop. That's awesome. And then Smoopy Daddy. I know you've been pretty involved into the Born to Wild stuff, so I'm pretty excited to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, Nate, I mean, yeah, we've we've hung out a couple of times. Hey, yeah. So I'm, I'm really glad to be back, uh, especially in this little warlock meta we're experiencing right now. So yeah, it's uh yeah, it's something else for sure. Well, we're excited to have you back. I I hope that most of our uh, listeners are familiar with you, but could we get maybe an abbreviated intro for you? Just uh, something little how, how long you've been playing hearthstone or you know how yeah, you turned yeah. into a ge- degenerate warlock player or you know whatever <laughs> uh yeah so basically long story short i started playing right around uh frozen thrones into the transition to kobolds and catacombs um and when i first started in hearthstone my first legendary was lord jaraxxus and it kind of just steered me right into that direction uh I uh, looked at all the hero powers, life tap seemed <laughs> like the best one. So I kind of took that and ran, and I never looked back. Void Lord came out, and I've been a Warlock main ever since. Uh, hey, I you, have... you were at it before oh. it was cool. There you go. I like it. Exactly. I, I've been playing this game, and now that it's like super busted, like I was here on the ship way before. I'm like first mate at this point, not like a captain yet, but like I'm, I'm there. <laughs> um, my next closest class might be like 250 ranked wins, oh my uh, and I have over 6,000 warlock wins. So it's it's pretty much been like my one trick pony. Uh, Defile, I love that card, Void Lord. And so yeah, that's kind of the the rundown. 
of uh, my little Hearthstone abridged journey. I like uh, it. Can I put you on the spot for one second? Like, we did this last time, and I feel a little bad about it, but it was so great that, like, I was kind of wondering if I could get you to do your Jaraxxus impression again. Oh, no, I haven't done that. <laughs> I haven't heard of Jaraxxus in solo. Hold on, hold on. Oh, it's going to be bad. That's, that's... I don't even, What does he say? What, what does he say? You face Jaraxxus. Jaraxxus. <laughs> Oh no, that was bad. That was rough. But I haven't heard seen a turn nine in you know a couple weeks, so I, I don't know what I would think about him right now. What's that? <laughs> he was playable for a minute in the Barrens, right? Like for for a second there, it was like, oh great, Dead Man's Hand Warrior. Let's just throw in Jaraxxus. Inferno. <laughs> I I will playable say in free. <laughs> Almost, they were just covering him off of Zephyrus and playing him, and I kind of felt jealous. Yeah, he was my first golden legendary, and I think after I crafted him golden, I played him a grand total of zero times. Feels bad. Oh. <laughs> it's been rough. Um, what did you think about? Uh, kind of an off the wall question, but when they introduced the core set, what did you think about the Draxus buff? I I was super stoked for it. It's, um, I mean, still not playable, but like. It was nice. Right. <laughs> well, unplayable, but it felt like maybe you could consider it and something weird that you weren't running a ton of demons in. It got me thinking of a lot of de decks that Warlock cards could use that you weren't resurrecting just Void Lords and Void Callers. Um, and it, when he gets rolling, I did I did jump back into Standard a little mm -hmm. bit just uh, to play him. When he gets rolling, um, he's quite fun. Oh, yeah. And just very overpowering because the first turn feels like a little slow but right after that you just compound it and your opponent has issues can i tell you this is a little embarrassing but like when they announced the core set well what they did was they i think right before they announced the core set and there were still a lot of questions about how it all worked and um and they had announced the change to to a handful of cards Draxus being one of them um and i was like oh my god this is great. I went out and crafted it in gold, and then we got all the golden core set cards for free, right? So like, it's buried somewhere. I don't even. I can't even find it in the collection manager. Uh, but somewhere, some somewhere, I have a crafted gold Draxus. So. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. I'm did. I am glad they did away with that little bug where if you had the core set card and the the classic card would come up, you would have like four copies of them. Oh really, gosh! Six copies of them. That was kind of frustrating. I was paranoid to disenchant anything because, like, I didn't mm -hmm. want to lose it later, and we still don't know what's going to happen when the core set rotates. And so, now. just like not touching anything, I don't want to. I'm gonna be pretty upset if I have to craft like Alex draws of the Life Binder or Halen Fordring. Yeah, right? Yeah. I don't use most Deathwing. of it, but yeah, these new cards are actually pretty fun. So. There was a while that we were running Talon and in, in, in some lists, but uh, that ship has sailed. <laughs> for yeah, in standard, he's okay. Like I was running him in all the Demon Hunter stuff. I was playing a lot of Death Rattle Demon Hunter, and he was he either tutors your you know Green Rag or he tutors your Nizoth or whatever, and mm -hmm. like that was cool. And oh, was and then your opponent knows right when to play a Dirty Rat in Mozaki. It's great. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. The big uh, blinking red lights. That's a dirty rat me now. <laughs> right? Even in Shutterwalk or like um, Reno Priest, he was seeing a little play there. And I was like, okay, these, these free cards are kind of coming handy. Like a couple of them are 
seeing a little play. Yeah. But I, I was kind of wondering the same thing because I have enjoyed, uh, as as you've guys seen, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a golden card aficionado. Playing one, one class lets you, you know, spend a little bit more just to craft the, nice, the niceties of Warlock and everything. But um, I don't know You're if I'm going to have us. to craft a bunch of these cards. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to have to craft a lot of these cards golden that I've gotten used to all of a sudden, like Talon and Alex Straza. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. There's there's still some time, I guess, for them to figure it out. But yeah. I doubt they rotate everything. But at the same time, like that's why I'm saving dust now. Just mm-hmm. like starting now, because I'm in the position to do that with my collection. That I can like just sort of just bank stuff and just sort of bank nerfs and just I'm I'm waiting to have to like, all right, I'm I want all my all my old dragons. So I guess I'm going to make all the new dragons. So random uh, question, just because I don't collect a lot of cards and i know this sorry i'm just totally hijacking your no it's no it's great as people who collect all the the cards for the rest of the classes like have you noticed that you've had a easier time maintaining like a consistent collection like are you able to save gold and dust for the upcoming expansion over the year or after the pre-order are you continuously you know yeah opening packs so um, with both the dupe protection, obviously first, but now with the the rewards track being rolled out, you know, like I, I get a, a you know full collection on on day one of of each expansion. Before that would be both um, pre-orders, you know, and all of the gold that I'd saved up, and then like maybe you know like another bundle or something like like that afterwards, right? Okay. Since the uh, um, new rewards track. I haven't sp- had to spend any other money to get a full collection on day one. It's just been b- both re- pre-orders, but pre-orders and gold. And that's been all that's been necessary. Now, if we want to craft golden cards, yeah. eh, that may, yeah, may change yeah. the calculus that, a little bit, right? But yeah. <laughs> I will say I had a ton of gold and then they offered those old card backs and I'd missed some of them and you couldn't buy them with cash. Like you had to use gold. And so that depleted my my stockpile a little bit, but yeah, it it ramps up pretty quickly. Um, it's it's been I don't know, it's been pretty good. It hasn't been too bad. Um, where what gets tricky is, you know, I think you're you're in the spot where you're crafting golden warlock cards, and at least for <laughs> sheep and myself, we're in the spot where we're crafting like all kinds of gold cards left and right. <laughs> It's really yeah. expensive. It's probably a bad habit to get into. They're very shiny, and like I love doing it. I can't say that I recommend it. <laughs> but it, Nerf Day feels like Christmas because you just get so much dust, and you can just like gold card here, gold card there. <laughs> Every class gets a new gold card. <laughs> yeah, Schmoopy, do you do the gold cards? I, so what I started doing, I started doing the wild card method where I will dust regular versions before I dust gold versions. So I'll have a lot of one-ups that get filled in. Ah, uh, yeah, okay, um, okay. And I really only save, like, gilding out a deck for, like, a pet deck that I really, really love. So, like, for example, like, yes, I have an old gold secret mage. Uh, but even even after that, I don't know if you guys remember the, the wonky, like... Um, Secret Mage that came out of China that had, like, the Conjurer's Callings and the Cadgars. I enjoyed that deck so much, I had to guild that thing. So that's all gold. Um, but I, I, I typically try to just sort of just stick to, like, randos, and then occasionally when a deck really, like, strikes my fancy, I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guild this baby. 
along the same lines that sort of like sheep was saying i'm kind of in the same boat as sheep except uh i've been i've been lucky enough to to hit level 400 last rewards track i hit whatever the, the cap was in baron and, and before that i think it was like 350 the in mm-hmm. was that dark moon fair dude you're a monster um, <laughs> If I hit if I hit four hundred this one, there's there's an outside chance I could get either this expansion or I might even just wait until next expansion, whatever whatever I'm gonna get a whole expansion for free basically, just based off of the cold. You know, and that's and that's basically just me milking whatever whatever I can get from the tavern pass essentially and, and just playing a bunch. So much like the like it's just so much better the rewards that they offer you now. They are pretty good. Well hey, uh oh sorry, sorry, sheep, go for it. Oh, I was going to just going to say that's you know gold for the next expansion on top of the packs that they throw your way in the in the interim too. So it, it pays off pretty quick, which is really really clutch. I'm saving packs for the mini set. Like I've got 28 lined up for when the mini set comes out. Some of them are the class specific packs that are really not that good now, but they're great when a mini set comes out. So mm-hmm. um, you know just just banking on those, and then when nerves hit for the mini set, then it's like like you said, cheap. It's like Christmas. Uh, well, hey, Daniel, we've got a couple questions for you instead of a normal, like, yeah. f- you know, thorough interview, but we do have a couple of questions. And so um, as a oh, Warlock player, like I, I've seen you over the years do some really, you know, kind of the more typical Warlock decks, but also some of the more uh, fringe ones like the, like Maligos or, geez, I saw you do like a Dragon Q-Block Maligos, like all kinds of funky stuff, oh, even lock with dragons in it and all kinds of crazy stuff. anyways so question here do you have any plans to continue revising mally warlock uh now in the future when when the new expansion comes out anything like that uh yeah a hundred percent um mally ghost is still to this day the my favorite deck uh it's the most fun deck i ever played um it unfortunately hasn't got the right tools with the the changes to the format and everything mm-hmm. and it, it it i had kind of stopped playing maligos for dark layer because i kind of fell in love with that for a little bit for a while which was which was fine um but it still had its place and i loved it uh, i thought mithra rod would help and maybe it was something i was going to look at that emperor thoris and tick mm-hmm. on a lot of combo pieces felt enticing but unfortunately uh as i'm sure we'll talk about uh the meta just kind of shifted drastically <laughs> and the, the the cap for a hearthstone game has shifted from you know we could play Nizoth, we could play 11 12 turns and win a game that way you could play your gold and your Nizoth. then reno priest came back and it was turn eight turn nine was the cap for the uh, hearthstone game it put pushed mechathune out i should say mechathune first and then it pushed the Arena Priest pushed Mechathune. And now with the Demon Seed and Ignite Mage and Spectral Pillager Rogue, the the Cat for Hearthstone game is almost turn seven. So uh, it's Isn't kind it? of fortunate yeah. pushed a lot of Maligo strategies out of the meta. Um, it she'll always be or he'll always be my favorite card. Excuse me. Sorry, I know you guys do a lore episode. It's it is technically a he. But um, <laughs> uh it it feels i i'll always try i always look it's my favorite i still have six variations of maligos built in my collection but i just haven't been able to fully touch it and climb with it the way it used to be able to one of these days one of these days 
I'm really passionate about that deck. I love that deck so much. It's just... I just want to talk about it. It's good to have, like, a passion deck. I don't know. I mean, for me, that's Q-Block. It's never going to go away. And the cards swap in and out sometimes. And, like, okay, I can put it on the shelf and not play it for a year because it's not good right now. But someday, someday I will dust it off. And <laughs> dust is not the right word. Sorry, I, 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 didn't, I didn't mean that, Q-Block. I will not dust you. I mean, would I will, you know... <laughs> polish my my golden shiny cube lock back up and you know one of these days i mean i, I it, it's tricky because you um blue train was was kind of you know jabbing me about this the other day like i've been loving pirate warrior for the last couple months and like i tried to force it this month and it just kept losing like 40 percent win rate or maybe lower and it was like i can force it but i'm gonna be miserable and like why bother Let's just wait until later when it's a little stronger and then revisit it again so in that vein, is there um, is there one severely underplayed Warlock Legendary that you would buff if you could? For example, Cho'Gall or Wilfred Fizzlebang or something like that. So I, I love this question when you guys sent it to me and I got a little preview of it. Um, because Cho'Gall was the one that initially came to my mind. Because I love Cho'Gall. His effect is so busted. I don't even remember. Uh, what is it? Your spells cost health instead or something? Yeah, the next spell you cast this turn costs health instead of mana. And the only problem with Cho'Gall is there's nothing in Warlock that you want to cast that's so expensive that actually does anything. <laughs> Unless it's like a Kazakh's potion or something like that. So, like, Twisting Nether, like, then you just kill your Cho'Gall, like... Then there's uh, Chogol's the one I wish was uh, a little better just, the most uh, because a lot of Warlock legendaries are pretty good. We just need to tell Memnark to add Chogol to his uh, seed lock list. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that might be something I might be interested in doing. I'll just play Chogol and then I'm spirit bomb and feel really bad about myself. Uh, Did you hear that then, he was almost the uh, the Warlock hero instead of Gul'dan? Really, yeah. I did not know that. In I testing, don't know. That was one of the ones. Yeah, yeah. I think I, I not I, know how I feel about that. I think that was a Ben Brode, like when he was uh, kind of going through some of the old uh, UI stuff. It was pretty crazy. Well, I'm looking at Chogol now. I've, I have a golden one. If anyone was curious, uh, <laughs> and he's got some spell action going on with his hands. He he feels like he'd be a physical punching brute, but maybe yeah, I could see. I feel like a lot of warlock energy there. What? I can see it. What's your favorite warlock portrait or, or or warlock hero to use? Uh so I do I do mix them up uh a lot. I I kind of keep uh Nemzies for my memes. Nazoth is kind of my neutral uh from all my dragon decks. There's the Gul'dan with the dragon rod, which feels perfect, which I mean, I guess if you see me on ladder I'm very predictable based on the portrait um <laughs> i still just use uh shadow Gul'dan though as my like go-to if i'm it's the it's the only it's on my glare list right now nice um just it's i i've got this amount of warlock wins it's the only one that feels um like i earned it because mm -hmm. the the thing with the cosmetic boom that hearthstone did and this oh side rant uh i hate all the cosmetics there's so many now there's too many portraits. Yeah, there's a lot. There's five different versions of Tamsin I'm about to get, and I don't know which one to use. I'll, I, <laughs> I guess I'll use the best one eventually. But there's a Nassoth, there's a Nemzi, there's Ford, Gul'dan. There, you, when I started Hearthstone, there were 
one, and then you got a, another Gul'dan that was golden, and that was all you could use. Right, yeah. And now they've just flooded the market with all these portraits, and I feel like they've lost the meaning and the, the individuality behind them. I remember when Mecha Jaraxxus came out, and I was so stoked to finally be able to use a Jaraxxus. Jaraxxus was my guy, and... Now I I legitimately don't have a deck that has Mecha Jaraxxus. No, sad big sad. So back many. in my day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking. A boomer, but I'm curious <laughs> if anyone else has the same sentiment. No, like, there's just so many portraits now. Okay, yeah. so last I I don't I don't know if you had a chance to listen last week last week's episode we had Schmoopy Daddy's wife on who's brand new Hearthstone player just started. Okay, get this first right. first yeah. season. She almost hit legend, like from zero, hit what D one boss? What do you say, six times or something? Six times. Like oh, we're hit. talking, we're talking like a top deck. We're talking like a top deck, like wicked stab away from legend, like twice in month one, right? But so we asked her the question though, like I think it was easy for for uh, you know the Hearthstone boomers over here because you knew what you were playing against, and now. When you're going up against something and there's ten different portraits, like it's got to be confusing, right? Like, how do I know if which? I, I mean, I guess you look at the hero power, but like, there's so many different things. It's got to be confusing, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I was teasing Gold Daniel a little bit for you know being a, a Hearthstone boomer, but you know, <laughs> whenever I would started playing, there was you know only only the one as well, and even to this day, every once in a while. Um, I, I can't recall exactly which one, but every once in a while, something that I, I think it's a paladin, I'll confuse with a priest or vice versa, right? Mm -hmm. Like it every once in a while, they throw me off and it actually gets me to screw up my mulligan. And it's like, oh, oh no, oops. So, um, you know, even I, who'm very invested in the game, play it all the time, et cetera, it can throw us off too. So I can only imagine what that's like for like a newer player, right? Yeah. Especially the the fire set they came out with. It was like a hunter portrait, a paladin portrait, something else, a druid portrait, and something else. They uh, all Shaman. legitimately look the they same. Look, yeah, and, they look very similar. Are you sad that there's no fire Gul'dan? <laughs> I, honestly, at this point, like I, I don't I don't care. Probably not. There's so many. They they lost the individuality to yeah. each portrait. Um they're just they just they spam them and fair enough. Hero, I get why they keep the hero powers the same because you have to have something that keeps them. Oh similar. gosh, you need something. The hero power doesn't fit the character now, so it, it it there's a weird like tug of war going on. I feel like there. That's I, that's just an interesting take. I like it. It's it's like I enjoy the cosmetics, but I also f I feel you there, and especially the mercenary ones got me bugging out a little bit like tamson's cool but why do i need three tamson portraits and like oh. i can oh, four tamson portraits they yes. upped it with with this one <laughs> they all look good too and like, they, they all look pretty sweet <laughs> and it's but it's changing hairstyle or or it's like oh just give us the random portrait already so that mm. i can like that would that would do the trick for me because otherwise like i just you know, I have the one set to my favorite, and I just don't change it. Like, I can't be bothered to do it. But uh, anyways. All right. Well, one one more question for you. In your opinion, what is the most OP Warlock deck 
in Wilds history. Now maybe this is a maybe this is a trick question because <laughs> I saw the meme the other day. You know, we were talking about it of like uh, Mo throwing Barney out of the out of the Simpsons like tavern, and it's always Warlock, right? Like yeah. <laughs> Naga Sea Witch and and uh, oh, it's it's everything. I mean, it's it's Sounds it goes back shower. to. But what is yeah? What is your hot take on that? And maybe what is the most OP? But also what is you know what was your favorite? So I actually, as of yesterday, I would have said Snip Snap hands down. That would have been my quickest answer. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I don't know if like OG Dark Lair might have just been too quick for Snip Snap. I, I just kind of want to raise the question because I was thinking about like what if you actually just unnerfed Wild completely. And you really saw what a uh, Warlock v. Warlock meta looks like. Or, or, Kael'thas may, by, may be the truth. And Druid just is the supreme, actually. Because Kael'thas, as we forget, was absolutely busted upon that release. That card is insane. But yeah. uh, I would I would say Snip Snap right off the top of my head. I think Lasagna posted a list on, on Twitter not too too long ago that had Baron Trooper, which is basically a mech warper for Snip Snap. Again, um, with Plague of Flames, just the, the new cards backfire. I think an improved Snip Snap is still the best deck we've ever we've ever seen. It it was pretty good. I th- what I think what differentiates the two for me is that Snip Snap relied a lot on APM and then we had people that started like cheating the system right, where you disable animations or whatever and you could you could kind of cheat the game with it where like you, you can't do that with dark lair like it's i don't know like the deck is not easy to play and i i would co-op with people or say hey, teach me how to play this or let's co-op and the response was always like i mean i i had this conversation with daniel i had this conversation with um mentalistic and it was like uh that's not how this works like watch us play and then we will dissect the turns after like you got to move fast and you have to calculate the you know the the mana and calculate the damage and and move quickly and there's there's some nuance to it like it's one of those where it feels bad because you're like oh my god it's turn four what just happened but if you know joe hearthstone off the street comes in for the first time and tries this out like they're not going to do it right I mean, there's some exceptions, you know, we have some prodigies, but like, it's not, uh, you know, a good player can make it look easy. So I think it was skill testing for sure. I mean, someone's going to argue that I'm wrong, but like, that's my take on it. I no, met I... back in the day and when I was still playing like Mech Hunter and like, you know, Murloc Shaman before other Murlocs and I net decked it and I tried to play it and I was like, what is this like garbage? Thirty-three 30, percent win rate. I'm like, I don't get it. This is S tier. I was playing on mobile, so that was also probably you know a, a detriment. No, I I agree a hundred percent with what you were just saying, um, Nate Schmoopy Daddy. Um, I I mean, I played a fair amount of Snip Snap, but um, I, I I can think of like the the better Snip Snap players actually won those games though. I yeah. felt they were genuinely like I, I watched a lot of Rotted Zombie play. Um, he was very good, and then I firmly believe that Jack was absolutely just oh on snap. He's I, uh, oh Jack is a god gamer. I'll give him that. Uh, yeah, no, I love Jack. I love Jack. I will talk 
Like, I mean, he's a, he's an average Dark Lair player. Like, he knows kind of what he's doing. But, like, he knew <laughs> Sniffed out. I, I'm just messing with Jack. Uh, I, I hope he, I hope he is. But, like, Dark Lair felt like, you know, the best player still wins in these matchups. And Snip Snap still felt like that. And that's kind of why Dark Lair, it, it never reached the crazy play rate heights that we saw Demon Seed reach now. Uh, because it was still like people were put off by those lists. They were like, they didn't know exactly what they were doing. You look at the list and it kind of feels like it's just a bunch of jank just thrown in. You see a bunch of cards you had never seen before. Spirit Bomb, Rain of Fire, like w what are you actually doing? And it's not easily just put on that. And that kind of changed recently. Right? I saw a 2-4 Hyena on my climb yesterday. Okay, that is bait. NHL fan trolling 100%. <laughs> Do not play the beast seed list. <laughs> it is a joke. Oh man. Oh man. By the way, by the way, I was there in the Discord call when when the make life tap cost 3 <laughs> meme was created and we spent a lot of time on that. Uh it it broke my heart a little bit, but it was so funny. It was so funny. Did you have your feelings hurt when you saw that? <laughs> I, just... I did. I felt I felt personally attacked. Uh, I, I genuinely thought it was funny too until it kind of grew a hold and people, other people, started saying it and tweeting. And I was like, "Oh no! Oh, just wait! Just wait until this <laughs> the bad movement. Just wait until the standard players all latch on to it, and then the devs start taking it seriously." <laughs> <laughs> We've got one hero power that costs one. Of course, we need one that costs three. I mean, <laughs> it's just balance. Oh my! Gosh. Exactly. As, as all things should be. Oh my goodness! Well, well mana changes, and they're like, "Wait, is this our opening?" <laughs> Speaking of those, that, that tweet about mana, uh, mana changes. I'm kind of. I said this last night when we recorded with Corvette. Why did everyone get so up in arms about and so excited about this change? It was obviously going to be a standard nerf. They're always right? standard and it nerfs. It really felt like everyone got very excited and pumped up for Cobalt Librarian and Crystallizer and they X card and X card. And it was like, no, guys, they're going to touch flesh giant i thought they were gonna touch free admission like, i did too yeah that's what we were predicting as well was so pumped for it's, these nerfs and so let down and i couldn't wrap my mind about it it's yeah. an uh, unrealistic whenever expectation we were, yeah yeah whenever we were talking about it on the show just last week you know we were talking about free admission and stuff like that because we were looking at specifically again like you said the standard changes right um they have, you know, even previously said like, oh, yeah, we're we're looking at it in, in wild as well. But there was never kind of any indication that this past nerf was going to be targeted towards wild yet. Like, I, I don't I, I'm with you. I don't know why that was kind of the expectation initially. That said, whenever people expected something and then what they got was that I, I can see them saying like, Oh, well, I expected this to be hit really hard. And then the kind of feeling like, you know, oh, this is going to fix the format when when that wasn't the intention with, with that round of nerfs whatsoever, right? So I understand the being upset, 
I don't understand the original expectations. <laughs> they, uh, I, I mean, I think that's a pretty uh, legit nerf. Flesh giant increased from zero mana to one mana. I mean... <laughs> 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 that's way more than double you you can't possibly quantify the increase <laughs> oh god well hey hey let's um let's let's keep the let's 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 move on a little bit we got a lot to cover tonight and so um um I, you know, I'll go ahead and get started. We no, typically, uh, let's just talk about our week and, hey, what what do we got going on? What have we been doing um, over the past week, whether it's in real life or Hearthstone or whatever? Um, and so uh, I, I'll, I'll go first and I'll try to keep it brief. But I um excited to hang out with you all here. It's been kind of, you know, sheep and I'd laugh about this every week because it's like, oh, it was a really tough week at work this week. It was, <laughs> you know, and it, it, it was. I'm glad it's Friday. Um I I got up this morning. Like I've been to the dentist like four times in the last two weeks, three weeks, and it's like it's just trying to get all the stuff done that I've been avoiding for years and finally getting it done. But so they kept telling me you need to floss your teeth, floss your teeth. And so this morning <laughs> I'm flossing my teeth and my brand new crown just plop like right out of my mouth. And I was like, Oh no. No, that's not what I'm wrong. <laughs> I was like, uh, wait a minute. So I um it's kind of a blessing in disguise, maybe. Uh, so I went into work and I called the dentist I'm like, they're like, Hey, can you come in at one o'clock? And I said, yeah, okay. And I'm like, I'm not going back to work after that. And so I, you know, I took off work around 1230, went to the dentist. As it turns out, it took him about 15 minutes to like, get me numbed up, plop that thing back in. They're like, all right, have a good day. And, uh, and then I got to come home and like take a nap and it was glorious. <laughs> so, uh, it's a, a trade-off. It's a trade-off, but, um, so here's what happened, right? I um, last month I did day one legend, but it was a Sunday, and so I got up first thing, and I was able to just, you know, jam through, and that was fun. And this month, the first, you know, did not fall on a weekend; it fell on a Wednesday, and so like I got to work. I don't get home until six o'clock. We eat dinner, and like I typically will start playing. And like I've been streaming my legend climbs, which is fun, um, but like I won't start until nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night. And then all of a sudden it's two o'clock in the morning and I got to work at eight the next day. And like, that's a little bit of a, of a problem. And so day one, I played, I got to diamond 10 and I was like, Oh my God, there's a lot of warlocks. Um, and, uh, but last, so last night I did it again and, uh, I hit legend on stream and that was really cool. So that, that was fun. I, I, uh, I tried really hard to play pirate warrior and it, is not good right now at least in my mind it didn't work for me it it we'll, t- we'll talk about schmoopies in just a minute but it i couldn't i tried really hard and i just you know it's not fast enough um and so you know blue train was telling me like you got to switch he said I'd pry it for my cold dead hands which is pretty true and i tried i was like well maybe my version's not working let me try alb's version alb is the best and I tried Alba's version, like, yeah, this version sucks. Let me try, uh, you know, someone else's. Let me try the Tempo Storm version. Nah, this version sucks. Uh, nah, it's, it's there. And it was like one card different in each deck, right? Um, anyways, so I switched over. Crag, Crag. I, I played a version with both Crags, which was pretty fun. Uh, I don't recommend crafting the other one. But it, you get a 4-2 parrot with Rush, and that's pretty fun. But having fun and... and it's a beast. Eh? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's that argument. Like, do you have you want to have fun or do you want to win? And and like, well, I'd rather win at this point. So, uh, 
but I want to play something new. Blue Train uh, taught me how to play uh, this odd quest line hunter. And it, it took me a little while. Like you, you, It plays like Raza Priest. And like after he kind of explained, and I'll get into it later, but the idea, like this is not an aggro deck. This is a control deck, and you need to think about it differently. It's like, oh, and it kind of clicked, and then I hit Legend with it uh, at like 1.30 in the morning. And then I hung out with Glare for another half an hour um, doing shenanigans on the ladder. And it was fun. It was fun. Anyways, uh, it was cool. I like doing it on stream. It's kind of fun. Uh, apparently there's an untapped market where nobody else streams Hearthstone at 1.30 a.m. <laughs> because they're all sleeping. And in Eastern time, you know, that's 4.30 a.m. And uh, and so I had a, a lot of people watching and they were all from like EU where it's like normal time. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun. So um, I don't know. You this know, we, moment? Sorry, what's up? It's moments like... Sorry, it's moments like that when you realize how small our community really is. Oh, yeah. Because you'll be on and it'd be like, okay. Because we always talk about the rotation of wild streamers. Like, okay, like you watch uh, Bat Maze until you be in the morning and then you switch to Martian and then you would switch to X and then Corbett would come on and Jack would come on. And you would see the same people mm -hmm, as mm -hmm. you move to each stream and whatnot. And then I, I was looking at it today and I was like, damn, like... If Otters wasn't streaming, like there would be no one in the Wild Hearthstone slot. Yeah. And all these people would be just completely lost to the abyss. So if you can kind of find your spot, there is a market there that very much is craving Wild Hearthstone that can like fill in. Yeah, I was weird. surprised and we it was actually got a big raid from Shia, which was which was nice of him. Um and and then it was it was really nice because people just stayed but it's like you said like nobody's they want wild and nobody's playing wild um so anyways i i digress but that was a lot of fun um i was talking about last week i was i like to play these like old school kind of point and click adventure games and so i beat the one that i was playing called stasis it was fun uh there's a sequel that i started and then i was wanting to like i've been doing a bunch of work in photoshop and stuff on the side and wanted to kind of revisit the old silent hill games but i didn't want to actually play them and so it's like hey you can just go on youtube and like type in the game and like let's play and watch someone else play it and so i watched uh i watched someone by the name of uh gab smolders play through silent hill 4 i was like yeah this is cool now i get to experience the game and i don't have to i don't have to play it myself uh, that was fun that was fun um and then last week we were talking. Uh, we were talking after the show, Sheep and Hydra, and myself about um, these different streaming services and what we're watching. And uh, Sheep was saying, "Oh yeah, Evil's back. Season two is back on Paramount Plus." And I was like, "Oh man, I might have to sign up for for Paramount Plus." And we've got like there's Disney Plus and Paramount and Netflix and Hulu and all this stuff. And I was like, "Well, I better check with my wife first, just in case." She's like, "Yeah, we already have it." It's like, "Oh god, I didn't <laughs> even know." Um, <laughs> And so I started rewatching. I was like, "Well, let me rewatch season one. Like, it's a good show. Uh, if you like that sort of thing, you know, it's kind of like Exorcist, scary kind of, but the story's really good. And it stars Luke Cage. I don't know what his real name is, but that guy's awesome. Oh, Mike, the actor. Mike Coulter. Coulter. Yeah. yeah, that guy's so cool, man. I I'm a big fan. So uh, he does great. Awesome. He's he's so great in it. Um, and so it, you know, if you like that sort of thing, it's a great show. Um, 
and uh, yeah and then uh t- you know this is the birthday show tomorrow's my birthday so officially turning 40 feel oh shit you know, like dude Happy old birthday. like my goodness i'm like now i can uh i hitting a milestone i suppose but i still feel young i still feel young my hair is all turning gray but uh, you've got one more day to live it up nate i've got se- <laughs> yeah, se- <laughs> yeah i've got five more hours uh make it count <laughs> but uh anyways yeah no man i'm doing great i'm just happy to be here like this is a it's a good group of people i'm happy to hang out with y'all. it's like a highlight of my week every week so uh appreciate it so anyways yeah sheep what have you been up to this week yeah this is of course the highlight of my week as well getting to hang out with with the buds uh so aside from you know now which is of course a blast it was a a bit of a busy week uh so you know of course work busy blah 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 always going to be the case um but uh so on tuesday i played my legacy thl match on lunch which was a blast like it was intense uh i actually didn't bring warlock and my opponent thought that I did. And so they banned my warlock. <laughs> and so I got access to all four classes. It was great. It was incredible. <laughs> That's so, the beauty yeah. of the legacy, right? Is that it's all kind of, all that stuff is hidden. Or closed deck yeah. list or whatever. So Yeah, closed deck list. And uh, the bans don't, don't go on like beforehand. So you do that. Uh, what, what happens for legacy is you actually queue up into one another. And then you have to do like this little bubble thing. And your ban is in your little picture. And so whenever they banned my warlock, it popped up and it was like, well, they, they can't like undo it or anything like that. So that was really funny. I felt for them, but like not enough to give them a free ban outside of that. Right. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Rare. That's I did feel bad though. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Uh, and then Wednesday is the night that I play sea-, sea of Thieves with my friends doing pirate stuff. We did pirate things. Always fun. Last night, uh, the wife and I went to see Shang-Chi. And spoilers, it was incredible. That, that, that's the entire spoiler. Yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. No, this is <laughs> We're not going to spoil anything like that here. This is not the Marvel recap. <laughs> Go, Daniel, you're, you're, you're all right. Like I was a little nervous there for a second. <laughs> we were talking before and gold daniel's like i haven't seen it yet oh no <laughs> so uh a bunker or a bubble can you just give me like a brief overview of what type of movie it is um so it's a superhero movie <laughs> some um, some martial arts man. involved right there, there martial arts involved uh for sure um it's a an origin story uh, of of sorts right like but the the first one and a kind kind of generally is so origin story of of this particular hero i uh, i without going into things that might spoil that's kind of about as much as oh i, I kind of want to go down but uh, it was really good but i want to really i want to know if there's a luke cage crossover and an iron fist crossover because there should be don't say anything uh, Hit me up after. Um, I mean, and, and I can I can answer things for I, sure. But okay, I, I don't want to spoil anyone who. You know. I appreciate you so much. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to watch it over the weekend, maybe. But I know in the comics, like they're all homies, right? But like the Netflix universe and the Marvel universe exist in like the same area, but kind of not, but kind of so. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, and, don't spoil it. But yeah, I'm excited I, and, to. And I won't. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm excited for you to watch it too. I, I can't wait to talk about that off air so that we don't spoil anyone who, who wants that. But uh, yeah, it's really good. So the wife and I went to see that last night and tonight I'm here. Like it's been hit after hit after hit, you know, action packed week. Felt like I haven't had a whole lot, lot of time to take a deep breath. But the in-laws are in town uh, this weekend, so uh, that may happen next weekend. The uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the breather there. So. <laughs> well, you take what you can get, I guess. Exactly. Kind of, you know, increase my speed talking about that because it—that's kind of how the week felt. Like it felt like it was just going by. I felt like I was just talking to you know Nate yesterday on the show because that's the kind of week it's been. It's yeah here. For me. Yeah, for real. So that's kind of been my week. How has your bi- week been, Gold Daniel? Oh, oh, it's me next. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. Know if we want to you next. Okay. Uh, my week's been good. My week's been good. Uh, you know, the traditional rigmarole with uh, work and whatnot, but uh, I've been really enjoying a lot of Pokemon Unite recently. Um, I streamed some of that the other day. Uh, I am a lowly garchomp main you know sorry my teammates have to carry me to victory a lot of times but um it's my first moba i've been having a ton of fun with that learning the ins and outs of that um mostly getting yelled at by my teammates (laughs) Uh, uh, it's, it's actually great because a fair amount of the wild community uh seems to be playing it too so we've been able to get uh some groups with uh, a couple of people. I don't. I don't want to name drop too much, but you know, uh, a lot of the wild community is playing. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's, no, that's it's a really good time. Um, I highly recommend it to anyone, even if they're on their first one. Um, I've, I've been, I've been just jamming it mad hard. I was actually a conundrum because normally I do my the Hearthstone day one climb, and I wasn't able to do that. But I finally had some time to sit down and like, all right, now do my climb. And I was like, wait, but do, I, do I want to play some Pokemon right now? <laughs> oh, it's healthy uh, to play other stuff, man. That's great. I absolutely. So yeah, good times. And then you guys, you said you recorded with Corb. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we did the podcast last night. We had Corbett on. Um, uh, my my co-host she and I were both kind of like, let's get someone on with a little more level-headed, better, well, more well-spoken, and can really lay out the thoughts that kind of Wild Hearthstone was uh, thinking right now, instead of me just coming on and like yelling at people. And <laughs> well, and he's people. he's so <laughs> handsome. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like you look at the cast and you're just like, wow, you know, this is what really what it feels like to be ugly <laughs> oh my know, gosh standing next to this australian supermodel here and he's just so smart and handsome and freaking she has got the boyish charm and i'm over here like oh my I first i th- i think my first introduction to shia was when he did like the top 10 best looking hearthstone like wild hearthstone players oh, yeah and, like that was the first time i met shia <laughs> it was such a, it's a great <laughs> intro because he genuinely had a lot of fun with that. It was, just making it and everything. It was so funny. It was so funny. It was good times, man. No, it's been great. But yeah, that that's kind of been my week. I've been playing some some Unite. Um, and then I, I did do uh, some Hearthstone Climb. I think I'm just a D10. I just got to Diamond before I went to bed the other night. Nice. Uh, that's kind of what I It is a little late for me um, playing some giants warlock really just kind of embracing this warlock meta for what it is 
Hey. Uh, <laughs> really indulging myself into it. But I've, overall, I've I've had I've had a pretty good week. Very chill. Good. Good. Very uh, relaxing. Nice. Honestly. Nice. All right, Schmoopy. What about you? What have you been up to, man? In real life, has been kind of nuts. Um, I went back to work the last three days doing professional development because we have kids coming back uh, starting next Thursday. So we're basically just sort of just tuning up for that, getting used to new technology, a um, couple of, you know, positive thought speakers, which, you know, some people really get something out of and I, I don't. <laughs> so um, just sort of trying to just sort of trying to get us energized for the school year. And I'm like, dude, just like, I don't know. Um, so that was that was, you know, going back to work was one thing that'd be busy enough. Um, we started Schmoopy in a three year old program. Um, first day was rough he's 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 very smart so like when like there's like change or there's like new things that happen he's very aware of them um but he's also three years old so he's kind of like a monkey where like his like you know his brain freaks out and he's like he's like you know i i can't handle this so he starts shrieking and flailing so we'll, we'll work on that i hear it's a phase um and uh you know to, to sort of round off just in real life um, our college roommate came to visit and actually she, she's from your state. She's, she's from around Houston. Um, and, uh, she's been, uh, she hasn't taken a vacation in two years. So she's Oof, shipped yeah. herself up to us and she's been in quarantine Damn. basically the entire time. So, uh, we're more of a risk to her than she is to us. So we we're, we're happy to have her and have her hang out. And I'm actually casting right now from her, from the guest room. So I'm casting right now from <laughs> her room. So she's going to kick me out for when we do the, uh, the match later. But that's that's basically in real life. In real life's been a whirlwind. That happens when you have two kids. Oh yeah. Uh, Hearthstone was was sort of equally a whirlwind. I I, I keep pretty busy. Um, I hit level one hundred on the rewards track uh, early last week. So now I'm making the real money. A hundred um, already? Jeez, Louise, man. Achievement I, hunting. I, <laughs> I it's I have every achievement except for the new question mark one. And um, I do purchase the rewards track because I think it's actually good value for money. Mm -hmm. If you're someone who's interested in, in buying packs, like ever, um, it, it, as long as you're sort of like a grinder like me, like you can you can really milk it. Um, like I said, I, I actually hit level 400 the last day of the expansion. Uh, like I'm not kidding. Like like Stormwind was dropping at 1 p.m. I hit that morning. Um, wow. So I, I, the boost was definitely worth it for me because uh, I, I, I just barely got there. So I hit level 100, and I was like, all right, I've, I've gotten here. What do I do next? So um, I've been so frustrated with the meta that um, my little Timmy brain wanted to do something that was kind of fun and funny to me. So I started playing Clown Paladin, and mostly I played it to start as just like a, a joke to tank my MMR, like I always do before before the month. Um, I like making my my run to, to D5 quote-unquote easier. Um, I put it in quotations because I'm not sure if it's actually easier. The more and more I've done it, the more I've realized that the lower you go on the MMR scale, the more jank you run into. And you really can't play around jank. Yeah, yeah. Like, like you see some strange stuff. Like one one month, um, my first match queuing up, I was I was like, all right, Secret Mage is going to be good into this meta. So not this meta particularly, but just like a couple months ago, I was like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm going to start climbing with Secret Mage. And I kid you not, I ran into a control demon hunter that had every form of secret hate available <laughs> and finished me off with an Illidari Inquisitor. I'd never seen anything like it. <laughs> yeah. And, and haven't since. And and like you can't, you can't play around that, nah. right? So like 
when you're in the Janksy like that, what do you do? You basically you play a strong deck and you hope that your strong deck basically bull rushes everybody else. But I'm not I'm a hipster. I'm not usually playing the TRS stuff. So I'm 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 sort of like I have limited options as far as what's gonna get me out of there. So I don't know if I'm gonna do it every month. But anyway, so I started playing Clown Paladin to tank. And lo and behold, you wouldn't believe it, but this meta is actually pretty conducive to a giant stat dump on turn five or six, uh, covered by uh, a two-mana Lotheb or an Omayog oh or something like that. So I've been BMing seed locks for about 120 wins to get me my 1K Uther. <laughs> I feel fortunate to have witnessed this. Yeah, I... <laughs> Yeah, there is. There, I'm not. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of opportunities to play double conviction when I already had lethal on board, and I was totally doing it. I did not care. <laughs> I got. I got as high as 1,800. Uh, listen, I, I'm normally like. I'm normally in the Uber dumpster. I'm in the dumpster that like. I that, logged, like, Legend players don't even talk to or mention. I logged right in the now. other day. I logged in the other day, and you were like 4500 and i was like i didn't know it went that deep <laughs> fun fact you Nate? can in fact play play against uh platinum once i even played against a gold player <laughs> while being in legend because just having fun <laughs> you sweet summer children yeah you've not you have not even plumbed the depths you did you get not did you guys not see how far zeddy went down zeddy was going for all the achievements not even the ones that gave you experience all the achievements he was queuing into Bronze 5 players. Oh, wow. <laughs> His queue times were the same as if he was going for Rank 1 Legend because it couldn't figure out who it was supposed to match him with. <laughs> That's incredible. He's like, I, he's like I, can't, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. To whoever I play, uh, I'm sorry, but I'm jamming Dark Glare until I'm at a reasonable rank. And that's what he did. He finished up all his achievements, and then he just started crushing people. Jeez. But, um, but I, I'm thinking myself after you know, I was thinking, well, after I hit legend, maybe I'll tank down to gold MMR, and maybe I'll start dodging seed blocks because they really go down all the way to platinum. And it mm -hmm. might be janky lists, but even the janky lists, like they 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 still pack a punch uh, if you're if you're not playing you know top tier stuff. Yeah. So I I got my salt and pepper Uther. Um, and it was actually disappointing because I did it during that, like, you know, that weird update they were doing where they were trying to get everybody ready for, like, switching the menu and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, a bunch of the notification stuff were screwed up. So I didn't even see my one, my, my giant 1000 screenshot. Like, I just, oh. like, it was, it was so I sad. Know. I just, like. I screenshotted all of mine. That's so sad. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I, I, I screenshotted when I, I had to log out of Hearthstone and log back in. And then I got my salt and pepper Uther and I screenshot that. And I'm like, all right, this is good enough. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah. like, all that was left to do was basically, you know, tank a little more. Uh, and then when the reset hit, it hit Legend. Like, I try to do early and quick so that uh, I can, you know, mess around for the rest of the month. So um, I hit last uh, night uh probably yeah probably around this time probably 40 20, you know 24 hours ago uh came in at rank 105 with a record of 67 and 46 and nate i know you're gonna ask me this um i saw 23 percent seed locks of either giants or fatigue lock version i think the fatigue lock version was more popular that's it wow that's pretty low well okay. consider this I probably pay, played maybe 40, 50 games between Bronze Chicken and Diamond 5. So my MMR was was smurfed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I wasn't playing against the best of the best Seedlock players. 
and we'll talk about it when we get to meta discussion and deck discussion. Um, but I definitely saw a difference in my deck's performance in that section versus later. Maybe not the win rate change, but definitely against Seedlock specifically, we, we can talk about it. Well, no, I mean, I feel you because I, I think, I mean, we can get there. But like if you've tanked your MMR sufficiently, it's going to place you against different people. Like so when I started a free to play, like I, I switched over to EU and like had never laddered ever in, in EU created like basically like the reaver ryan paladin uh, but i i did the like the version from the tempo storm like it was like the good version right and i hit my you know that 12 win achievement without even trying like because it was placing me against new players and people are running like yetis and you know st you know whatever else these vanilla lists and i was just steamrolling people i was like oh man if if i could climb like this all the time like no bonus stars but if i could climb like this every time piece of cake like I watch Shia do it every other day, right? With yeah, I'll just create a new Smurf account and hit Legend in a couple hours, and it's like, oh my goodness! Um, I so. didn't go that low. I only went about um, Diamond Ten at the end of the month MMR, which um, you imagine is you an above average player, somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, I have gone as low, low as like Platinum Five, Platinum Ten, and even then, like then you're really singing, swimming in the jank sea, and you're not sure, sure what you're seeing. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it the same way every month because I don't I don't know if I'm really getting that much of a benefit from it. Maybe maybe I am because I'm seeing less seed lock. But uh, but the thing is is like once you hit diamond five, I, I, I once you hit diamond five, that's about half your climb. Yeah, like just getting to diamond five is half your climb, and then a little bit more than half my climb was basically getting from diamond five to legend. And I get to diamond five so quick, I matched up against you know. I watch enough Keith numbers to know who's playing in like, you know, top 200 legend and who's queuing up against them. And those are the people I'm trying to beat to get the legend at the time. So it's actually, I kind of enjoy the speed climb. Cause like for a brief period of time, I get to feel like I'm competing at the highest level. Uh, like, like that kind of climbing is like actually how I, gold Daniel, I think we, you know, we've met on ladder. Like I had you on my friends mm -hmm. list. I added you cause I thought your name was cool. Uh, <laughs> nice. and Thank then you. That's <laughs> and then later and then later um you know the hearthstoners were my gateway drug into uh into hearthstone podcasts and it was like oh man wait are you that gold daniel and that's like that was like my first experience of like you know how small the wild community was right like you can it's like oh yeah but this is actually the same. This is the same guy. So, like, you know, that's that's my typical. I don't want to make it sound like, oh yeah, I, I beat up a bunch of noobs and I get the legend <laughs> super quick. It's not. It's not really that simple because the second half mm. is really where you make the hay. Yeah, one hundred percent for sure. That second half is like a whole new. Once you hit D five, it's like a a whole new retrend. Except for the eleven Xers, that's a, it's a little still a cheat code. But I think uh, it is what Nate bang about. The, um, the new accounts, uh, the accounts that haven't played mm -hmm. uh, against a lot of people. I, I did that on Asia uh, a couple months ago. Uh, I finally just booted up an Asia account, got Dark Lair. Two straight months in a row, best finishes ever, top 25 finishes. <laughs> wow. Hands down. But it felt so cheap. I yeah. went 110, 115 in like 10 oh, wow. I, was beating up on people. I was beating up on warrior bots and like druids that were playing you know the the mana crypt person that 
you know adjust mana and stuff it was weird it was it didn't feel appropriate and i've I kind of like maintained ever since i got that legend i was just like maybe there should be like a a six month grace period before you're allowed to be on leaderboard because <laughs> it just it, you see i've seen multiple posts and i think it was the first one uh ghosty put in he was like ah rank two legend with x demon hunter list and it was like yeah because you beat up on a gazillion trash players and like i i know ghosty so i can say that it's fine and, <laughs> but i felt i felt the exact same way beating up on just a bunch of people and it felt awesome i felt great doing it fantastic <laughs> but my but my legend rank it was the highest one i ever got and i felt kind of invalidated and cheap and i'm starting to see more and more people do that kind of thing and it's like oh uh, Legend Rank 15 with the the free to play list of this this and this and it's like well you're a good player well I I know you can do that it's it's okay and I, I see people getting kind of like baited or just kind of like it feels more for the clout than anything you can work the system too though like okay I'm not proud of this but but here's what happened last month right I hit day one Legend with Pirate Warrior I came in at rank 33 and I did not touch Wild Ladder the rest of the month. Finished at 300. Like, that was just decay. It was 330. Mm -hmm. It was ranked 330 is where I finished. Cool, 11x. Like, I didn't I didn't earn that. Like, not not at all. But I was afraid to, like, the, the meta got so funky that, like, mm -hmm. I, I was nervous that I was going to, like, destroy my MMR. And so I played a bunch of other stuff. I played a bunch of duels. I, f I found out that casual duels wins count towards your your 500 and 1k and i was like oh that's cool oh, okay. this is wild adjacent and i can jam some demon hunter and whatever else and like make some kind of fun things and uh and then i played they, a bunch they also of count for achievements yeah so I, I played a bunch of duels but like you can I, I mean that's how the system is and the 11x is completely a cheat i wouldn't have done it oh. last night i wasn't going to but then i saw that schmoopy did it and i was like well now i gotta do it and I mean, I'm not gonna lie. That's what happened. I'm looking looking at the clock, and it's I'm like, oh, it's still early. You know, it's 11 p.m. That's uh, like okay, it's midnight. Like that's normal for me. And then it's like it's one o'clock. I'm like eh, it's getting late. And then it's 1:30. I'm like, I'm so close. Like I just with the stars. It's like, well, I'm already ranked two. I may as well just do this. Um, and I was streaming, and then I was about to turn it off, and then. I, it was, I don't know, you know, you get raids or it's, you know, normal time over in EU and people are looking for wild. And so like the trick is if, if you want to stream wild then you put like wild in the brackets before your stream title. So people know it's wild and like, they'll watch your, your thing. And, and I'm like, Oh my God, I want to go to bed. And there's like 50 <laughs> people watching. I'm like, well, I'm going to let everybody down when I'm right. when I'm D2. Like all I need to win two more games that I'm going to get there. Um, but like the 11 X is a total cheat. Uh, X needs to go. It, I like it, but I well, <laughs> you have but, it now. But, but the thing is when you, you just said you just spent an entire month playing duels, you played other, yeah. other modes, you were doing other stuff. But why was that? Yeah. Cause I didn't it, want to lose the 11 X. <laughs> That's why. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 11 X actually discourages those who have 11 X. It from does. Playing wild. It does. We are, we're so afraid of losing just, it's such a big advantage. It's a huge on that day advantage. One climb, yeah. Just getting through. 
And even still, like, I know Wild doesn't have a lot of, like, you know, there's no perks to winning in Wild or getting high legend. But you still want to get through the climb and just hit legend. You want to get there. It's fun to be, be on the leaderboard. <laughs> I mean. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And when you have 11x, it's a one-way ticket straight to the leaderboard. And everyone else in 10x has to claw their way to try to reach you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no penalty for sitting down. There's no penalty for sitting out. You're an 11x gamer, and it's actively. I know for at least for me, it's impacted the decks I play, the decks I want to play. We had the question about playing Maligos Lock. I played a ton of Maligos Lock in casual. And as soon as I go to ranked, it's Dark Glare. You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. I, I'm just too paranoid of losing just that quick, easy one way ticket to, to leaderboard that it, it's way too overpowering way too overbearing i would love to just get get rid of 11x put us all in 10x mm -hmm. put us all together and just kind of re-rank the the ladder system because i did a lot of i do a lot of those day one climbs and even with 10x you can beat everyone mm -hmm. to d5 you can beat people to d3 and then when you get there it's soul crushing to just watch them just their losses don't matter. My losses don't matter when I have eleven X. Until I hit Legend. You get two because you get two stars, like you get two final bosses without like you, you can win streak into Legend. I I mean, there's there's no punish at all. It's it it feels like cheating. Now what what was crazy to me, I mean, and I feel like I can say this because now it's this is my third month in a row of eleven X, but like you, I got so perturbed when I was watching my friends streak into legend with like 40% win rates. And I was like, <laughs> you are losing more than you're winning and you're getting legend before me. I hate you. Like <laughs> it, was, it was just crazy. Uh, and now I see it and it is normal. Like, I don't know. I mean, you get like a 52, 53% win rate and you're like doing pretty good. Uh, I think I, last night I was like 57% win rate. I was like, wow, rock and roll. Oh my goodness. But I'm watching like my, even now though, my, my, um, like all that losing with pirate warrior, like I'm watching my rank slide quicker than it did last month. Uh, mm -hmm. cause like I entered in last night at 83 or something like that. And I'm already over a hundred. Yeah. You're lower down the bell curve than you were last month. Yeah. That's how that happens. That's people just entering in a little bit above you. I that see that makes me paranoid. I might actually have to play more. I, like yeah, so, listen. I, I I'll welcome you back into the ten X for Life Club if you want. Like I am the sitting president. Do not want <laughs> no. Yeah, so, uh, so I've gone in and out of having eleven X myself, and I will say, whenever I went to it, it was like you know it felt nice. It was the the climb was easy. Though I will say also the the one time that I hit. Day one legend was with 10x, which uh, felt felt pretty cool that I did it without the 11. But I, I digress, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> cheap. How high did you come in? Uh, 41, I think. That nice. Time. Wow. The um, highest I've ever come in with 10x was like 25, and then I think I did 27 the next month. I've never come close since. I don't know how I did it. I just I I was I had secret mage in a good meta. I think it was a sleeper in like ashes. Mm -hmm. But uh, the moral of the story is, 
I would rather play the game than worry about kind of like the easier climb. And so that that's what kind of had me break out of the uh, 11x uh, rut almost mm -hmm. because you know rather than being more concerned about keeping the 11x i was more hey i want to play the game and i could play casual if i wanted to or duels or whatnot but i just wanted to play so i jammed some achievement decks and decided to see how low I, how many legend points I could acquire. Right? And, uh, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> and at the end of the day, if you're having fun, that's what really matters. Though, though getting getting quick legend and an easier legend is obviously rewarding in and of itself as well. So, th so there's nothing against that either. But for the way that I approach the game, having fun and engaging with it more was a little bit more my style. I think that's wise. All right, well, let's let's move along. It's been uh, an hour, and we've got a lot of news to cover this week. So, Sheep, I'm going to pass it over to you to, to chat about this week in the Listener Series, if you don't mind. Absolutely. So, this week in the Listener Series, our challenge is called Short and Tall, and was proposed to us by last season's runner-up, MaxiBon1234. So, Short and Tall... What is the short and tall of that challenge? <laughs> so minions in this challenge can only cost zero, one, two, the short, eight or nine, the tall. So short, zero, one, two, tall, eight, nine. You have to also have at least three minions at each mana cost. Love it. Um, so obviously... Do the math, three times five, you have to have at least 15 minutes minions in your deck. <laughs> so at least half your deck has to be short and tall minions. Nice. Um, outside of that, again, you can't have any minions that are at alternate mana costs, but, you know, hero cards, spells, weapons of any variety are allowed. So... Got, got a whole lot of options to choose from outside of the minions. Um, and afterwards, we get to uh, spectate a match. Well, it's me <laughs> against K. So I, I won't be casting it th this go around. But uh, Nate, Gold Daniel, and Schmoopy get, get to uh, watch us uh, try and uh, get the, the short and tall of uh, each other in that series. Yeah, so, that'll, be, that'll be a blast. Be and. A blast. I mean, I, I don't. We've got a lot to cover tonight, so I don't, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. But it it'll be a lot of fun, and I think just the idea of uh, playing some, you know, semi-competitive games that are not necessarily, you know, your meta decks, and so we get to see a, a bunch of fun things here that you wouldn't normally see on ladder. So I'm really excited for it. So best of luck to you, best of luck to Kay, and we'll see how things play out. So. Yeah, exciting, exciting. Excitement abounds. And if you were watching or listening to this after the fact, um, you'll be able to catch that game on YouTube afterwards. And if you're watching us live, then stick around and we will um, spec it out then. Awesome. Rock and roll. All right. Well, let's uh, then let's pass over to the news because there's kind of a lot of stuff and, and not necessarily news news, but there's a handful of things. And so I want to touch on it super briefly. Um the mercenaries uh, big reveal thing was this past week. Uh, it was on the 31st, which was Tuesday. So three days ago, um, there was a, you know, this uh, reveal stream or whatever that they did on um, Twitch. And 
Uh, they, you know, it was really interesting. I've seen a lot of hot takes uh, kind of all over the place. Uh, you know, we're a wild show, so I don't want to spend too much time on it. For me, it looks interesting. Honestly, it looks like Pokemon is kind of what I think it looks like because you get your minions and they have to fight your opponent's minions and, you know, you buff them up and you build a, you know, whatever. But I, the execution felt kind of funky, like where, where I think... Well, our good buddy Ridiculous Hat wrote a pretty good article about it for PC Gamer, which which is which is good. Um, where you know the Hearthstone um, community in general, they love their torches and pitchforks. And what I think that Hearthstone did that was a mistake was it was like it was like drinking water from a fire hose. It was just like so much information. I think someone put it really well that it's like hey you can tell these folks have been working on this game for months and months and months and they're like you know super deep into it i think it was corb actually oh look at that he's got his sword all right uh that's wild always 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 on edge always that's very edgy i love it um (laughs) but yeah i mean what we what we saw was like um i think it was corb who said like hey we're trying to learn the alphabet and they gave a Shakespeare, and it was just like it was so much information that it was like it's like well this is overkill, and really all I wanted to see was like some demo gameplay that would have been enough. And but what really tipped it, I think, for everybody was like there's a bunch of information that nobody understands. There's no demo gameplay, but you can go spend 120 bucks in the shop to get all the pre-order stuff, uh, but you can't use it for a month and a half. It's bad optics at the very least, for sure. But Diablo! <laughs> um, and so, I, I mean, personally, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be cool. The messaging, like the optics were poor. The game mode looks fun, at least to me. Um, but, it, you know, the approach could have been better. Typically, like, they make cool stuff. Like, I think it's going to be good. But you never know. Like, Duels is kind of a flop. So, you know, whatever. But... I'm initially pretty skeptical on the uh, mercenaries thing. Like, it, I really, like you said, I really, really would have loved some actual gameplay mm-hmm. instead of seeing like maybe one minion uh, hit into each other, and then maybe some explanation as to why we're actually paying for this mode and why we need to buy a bunch of card packs. Because I, I don't know, I, I kind of felt the sentiment like if I was a new player and I, I hop into this thing and I haven't seen the direct and I say, ooh, sweet. Like, there's a bunch of bundles with this cool character and a Lich King and blah, 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 blah. Like, maybe I'm tempted tempted to buy it because every everything I've known is just regular old card backs. Card, card packs. Um, I don't know. Duel seemed... I mean, Mercenaries, sorry. I was comparing it to Duels already. <laughs> it seemed like Duels. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I want to have high expectations. But it, you compared it to Pokemon just a second ago, and I felt like Pokemon without the endearing charm that makes each individual Pokemon <laughs> awesome to you. So I, I, I'm confused. I mean, I do I think... So it launches in about a month and a half. I do think that we will get gameplay. Like, we'll get more before then. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, I... Yeah. They're, they've released some... I don't know if it was release or or leak, but like some kind of like a walkthrough tutorial type stuff. Um, you know, 
not a, a official or or concluding um you know sound design and stuff like that but you can kind of see the the gameplay and stuff like that and and it i'm cautiously optimistic i think that it looks kind of cool but also it doesn't look like it's going to be for everyone and it's it's very different from you know a a card game right because yeah. it's six minions ish six heroes since six mercenaries right uh, that that you bring in and it has it, it scratches a different itch than the the card games that you know we've been playing and more than anything else the reveal stream was just like we didn't see any of the the gameplay we didn't see any of the interactions they were talking a lot about stuff that we haven't seen yet at that point so um having read a, a lot more of you know all of the stuff that they put out and seen uh you know either leaks or releases i'm not sure which because it it never seems official <laughs> uh gameplay of it i'm cautiously optimistic and i think i'm gonna have fun but they didn't have any of that in the reveal stream yeah. so why would other people be excited about it if they have to hunt and look for that information when th that's what should have been the reveal to begin with um, I saw a meme that pretty, pretty much perfectly encapsulated where like mercenaries and Hearthstone seems to fit in right now. And they took the the new screen that they just shuffled up and like you know they switched play and they put Hearthstone in and you know they moved solo adventures down to modes, which I saw Goliath the dwarf was kind of bummed about because he loves solo adventures so mm -hmm. much. There's so much lore in there. There's so much fun. And and. Uh, <laughs> Oh, and the meme was basically like Yu-Gi-Oh and Auto Chess. And all yeah, that. the moon. The, the, the <laughs> meme was the meme was instead of Hearthstone, it says Yu-Gi-Oh. Instead of uh, which, if if you don't understand, like, Yu-Gi-Oh basically has devolved into like just a giant like combo or hyper aggro meta. Um, mm -hmm. Battlegrounds was re was replaced with Auto Chess. Uh, Mercenaries was replaced with Raid Shadow Legends. And modes was the same, but like that was kind of like what that was kind of the sentiment that I kind of got was like this seems like a like a giant. This seems like they want a lot of money up front for this, and like nobody understands what they're buying. And like Corbett like really did put it be like best in his tweet, which was essentially saying like I, he didn't have an opinion on whether or not Mercenaries is going to be you know good or bad. Um, but the reveal stream that they had basically was written by people who clearly had been absorbed with the material for you know months and months and months and months yeah and didn't have any perspective on how to introduce it to a new audience so the new audience was really confused mm -hmm. and um and i think in some cases a little offended why we were expected to pay so much money for a product that we don't even understand like it's it just yeah. sort of off-putting yeah well and I think another kind of odd and kind of off-putting thing as well, um, as you phrased, is that the uh, price tag associated with all of that, it seems like, oh, hey, you have to pay this. But the thing is, even the, the pre-ordered like uh, portraits and whatnot that, that come with it are not exclusive to the bundles, So, which they didn't do a very good job of explaining either. So if you pre-order it, you can still, if you don't pre-order it, rather, you can still eventually get those if you end up playing the mode and liking it. They, But they didn't kind of explain all of that very well. They just wanted to put the price tag and you can buy something more than the, like, hey, 
here's why you would want to buy that. Um, and I'm not sure kind of where that, that went down, but every single kind of step along the reveal seems like it was uh, fumbled a little bit, yeah, <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah, I feel you there. Well, I'm one, one thing. I just, this was the first time that Hearthstone truly felt like a mobile game. Like every single time I felt like it was a PC mobile amalgamation where it wasn't really like just trying to grab my money right off the gate. This was the first time I was just like, wait, what are we doing anymore? Like, what is the focus on this? Like, it it felt a little money driven. And then with Electric Chief just telling me that we can get this diamond Diablo character that's not even an exclusive it kind of just like, wait, why am I actually pre-ordering a bunch of this stuff until I've actually tried this out? Mm. And I, I think at the end of the day, it's to kind of keep people from feeling like they need to pre-order it. But then either marketing or, or something down the line was like, well, we shouldn't tell people that. We shouldn't advertise mm -hmm. that because we want people to pay the money for it. So I, I think it's a, kind of a little disconnect between the the devs who were putting it together who... From everything that I've actually seen from the either leaked or not as official or whatever uh, gameplay, it looks like fun, mm -hmm. but no one's seen a reason why they would want to spend the money without doing some, some pretty intense hunting to find it. Aren't they like matching you up too based on like, like, isn't that like an MMR system too? So like if... If you've paid a certain amount of money to get into the mode, you're matched up with other people. Is that like, that's another confusing thing. Like that's like, that's like a rumor that I just sort of picked up from just sort of coming in halfway through the stream. It's like, oh yeah, I can get free packs. Um, like people just sort of shooting off in discord. They're just like, yeah, it's like, like how do you, are you even matched up in the PVP mode? Or like, and from what I've seen and, and from what I can recall reading, um, and I don't recall if this was from the official one or from, a lot of the the other items that I've gone into, it is slightly based off of your um, collection and slightly based off of your like PVP matchmaking. Hmm. How accurate that is, whether or not that'll be retooled, etc., um, kind of is is yet to be seen. Um, and if that's just something that I saw that people were speculating on, because I've I've read a lot of <laughs> mercenaries. Uh, stuff because I've, I've searched for it because i want to know what it is <laughs> yeah and there's still a lot of speculation so i you know i don't know i'm a little reluctant to like guess too much until we see uh, but i don't know i'll spend the week i'll spend the weekend kind of reviewing um i heard that regis kilbin did some pretty good videos on it uh dawn um dragon rider has done some videos on it that i really would like to watch that i've not had a chance to yet and so i would recommend you know kind of checking those things out i'm really excited for the mode but like then again i'm a sucker for all the art stuff you know and so i see it and it looks shiny and it looks cute and it looks pretty and like it's i always hear that uh you know kobold whatever ooh, new shinies and like that's that's me and so eh, is it gonna be good i don't know the optics are bad but anyways uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's uh, just another game mode for us to play, and I guess we can speculate a little bit more as we know a little bit more. I guess we'll see. I do want to get into some other news things. We had, uh, like, 
so this this week in in particularly wild hearthstone was um interesting we had some explosive twitter reactions you'll notice i took the name off of this uh, <laughs> but, but but so essentially what we saw you know so tldr wild hearthstone players have been frustrated about this meta being so dominated by warlock or you know the class in general being um you know fine-tuned uh, you know that it's just that it was feeling oppressive and then i think they got sort of debated a little bit by the devs saying like oh we're working we're, we're nerfing warlock and kind of as we alluded to earlier i think and this is my opinion okay but like i think that the bulk of wild hearthstone players latched on to that with these unrealistic expectations based on their hopes and desires and not versus or not on you know anything very realistic and so when the nerfs got revealed, it was like, um, that is not what I want. I'm not happy with it. That's not enough. And then it's like you go through these stages of, of grief, right? The first is denial, and then it's anger, and then it's, you know, whatever it is. And so first it's like, what? Wait, what? Like, flesh giant to 10? Like, are you joking me? Uh, <laughs> like... That's that's your nerve. Uh, it's the same picture. It's the same picture, right? And then and and then the next step was like nobody cares about us. The devs don't care. Everybody hates us, and and you're all terrible. And then the standard players came out and basically said like you know you guys are a big joke, and and all the wild players are terrible, and uh, it just wait until they announce another wild open, and all, and it's all all the people that are at the top are all the standard players that just played wild for that one month just so that they could win some money. And it was like, Oh my God. And and then the wild players saying like, Hey, you shouldn't have an opinion on wild if you don't play the format. And it was like, wow, we saw the claws come out from like all sides. It was crazy. I tried, like I wanted to respond and I was like, nah, I better not do that. And I wanted to respond. And I was like, eh, I'm going to regret this. And Saw some spicy hot takes over the week, um, primarily from standard players. I mean, there's a couple of outspoken wild players who, I don't know, are are very vocal. Sometimes I think that may be to the detriment of the rest of us. Uh, I think that, I you know, I liked what Hazer had to say. Um but but it was just this whole thing, like watching this all unfold over the week, and I was like, oh my god, like what is happening right now? Um, was pretty crazy, and and watch this like whole community sort of catch on fire over the first two thirds of this week, and then, um, you know, and then I, I thought about weighing in on this, and then I was like, well. I'm just going to sit on this and I'm going to hold on to my thoughts and we'll talk about it on the show. And before I got a chance to even really phrase my, my thoughts more eloquently on, on things, then of course, Alex sends out this tweet that essentially says, well, I'll just read it. Um, that the, ne the, the next full patch was created specifically for balance changes, talking about many things, nerfs and buffs approach to wild is 
act in extreme cases, currently ca or the current case probably clearing that bar. And so it's that was like, I mean, what did you all expect? Like they nerf for standard. That's how it works. Uh, and they've said time and time again that wild is not going to be a curated format. That being said, you know, they step in from time to time when there's an outlier. And <laughs> that Monty Python, I, I think it was Derek, Derek Brown that put the the text over the Monty Python clip. Oh, that, like, was, that was bad. It was <laughs> so funny. It was so funny. I, I mean, I laughed and I laughed and I laughed and a lot of people got angry about it, but it was so funny because it was like the devs don't care about wild. Oh, but what about Snip Snap? Oh, well, beside from Snip Snap, but they don't care about Wild. Oh, well, what about uh, you know, Dark Darkest Lair Nerf or Darkest Hour? And it's like they've they they hit something when there's a need to. It's it's entertaining to me that it's always Warlock. It's not always Warlock. Someone <laughs> then mentioned like Quest Mage got hit, but um, anyways, oh, Quest Mage got hit. Wait, what was the nerf for Quest a, a while ago? Not 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 recently, but it was two, one of two additional spells to open the way gate. Yeah. While yeah, the the quest I was already got nerfed. <laughs> not, not right. <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. <laughs> right. It took me a second. <laughs> That's really funny. That's really funny. And and then and then Cora had a follow up, which this is the one that really kind of struck home for me. Um, she goes in in quotes. It says, "Approach to wild is act in extreme cases. Current case probably clearing that bar." And then she says, just because we don't make statements every day regarding our actions or intentions doesn't mean things aren't happening behind the scenes, which um, I like makes total sense to me. Like I work in management and it's like I do a lot of project management. I do a lot of politics. I do a lot of uh, behind the scenes stuff. And there's we're always working on 10 different things or I'm always working on 100 different things. And like we don't always communicate those or, you know, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Sometimes we share more when it's like just about to launch or when it's almost ready or a progress update or uh, so if in my mind, it's like, well, we should be happy that they're sharing anything with us because we're in a better place now than we were a few years ago when they didn't share anything at all. And now Dean's mm -hmm. doing an AMA every week, you know, and Celestalon is on Twitter, very active. It answers questions all the time. Core is the same way. Alec is the same way. Like, we've got more access now than we ever did before. And so her point of like, hey, look, just because we didn't say we were doing something doesn't mean that we're not doing something. We just haven't got around to telling you what it is yet. So chill out. And I... Um, real quick, while we're talking about uh, devs engaging with uh, not not just the, the community, but also the format... Um, how many devs play wild? We How have... many devs play wild at a pretty high level? Matt London is what rank one the other day, rank two, like he single was, digits. Uh, he was ranked single digits at least. <laughs> the screenshot, like he was rank four legend, rank uh, four. That that was it. And this was his first time playing legend or playing wild. He said he had like. He had crafted this, this stuff. He made Agro Priest. Back to my point earlier uh, about wild so, players beating sure. up on bad players. <laughs> <laughs> he is playing Earth. a different wild than what we are playing. That is true. Is my one point. My that, one point. All right. That's Continue. true. That is true. I, I will say, though, it, it does make me happy that we do have devs that play wild, uh, particularly Ixar, because 
he's he's kind of I mean one of the top dogs I, I would assume or at least in the position that's pretty high up the food chain and so he does his he does his weekly AMAs and um, he got asked this week um, one of the questions for was from Bain who coincidentally I'm playing in our listener series this weekend uh, had asked him hey um, are you still playing wild? What's your thoughts on the current meta? And Dean's response, uh, he said, I played Galakron Shaman to Legend last season, and I'll probably do the same this season. Opinion on current meta is the population of Warlock is too high, limits the range of experiences I could be having. Um, and then he, uh, and then the follow-up response to that is, um, he says, in terms of what the deck does, I wouldn't consider it out of line, just too consistently powerful. Haven't talked direct changes with Alec yet, other than that we should figure out something. I don't work directly with that team, so it's possible the decision has already been made. And it's also a good reminder, I think, for us that like the general public doesn't know the internal structure of the Hearthstone teams. And so what Ixar is doing, like he had mentioned somewhere along the lines, he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like that's an esports thing. Go talk to this person. Oh, balance stuff. Well, that's Alec. Go talk to him. He's like, I've, I've been spending all of my time working on mercenaries. And, and so different people do different things. And I think that there's sort of these kind of unrealistic expectations that, and I don't know, like my grandma always told me, like you get more with honey than you do with vinegar. And so when I see people go on Twitter and like start, yelling at the devs and maybe that's the wrong word but like when you you go on there and you poke at them and you jab them and you say how are you so stupid how are you so blind like how did you miss this you don't care about us at all your game is trash like you think that that makes them want to help you like no no please stop (laughs) um and so you know and that's not to say that constructive criticism isn't still good. Case in point, we we were just talking about how terrible the mercenaries reveal was. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I think there's definitely uh, constructive feedback is great, and I, I it just yeah. needs to be a little bit constructive. Yeah, have a little bit of kindness. I have seen uh, Keith Numbers has done an excellent job several times in the past of writing down like good responses to. Um, you know, this, the state of things and offered possible solutions and, and really frame things in a thoughtful manner. Um, you know, feedback is good, but so is being nice. Demon seed is crazy. I'm still laughing because we rated it poor. Gold Daniel, like we were, we did the Shibo thing together and like, I like you rated it the same as I did. Like kind of sweating over that now. Right. Uh, I don't remember, I was, but it wasn't, it wasn't nearly as, no, it like, wasn't, we it thought wasn't it wasn't going to be good enough. Um, no, uh-huh. no, I thought it was too slow. Because previously in WoW, taking a turn off mm-hmm. to play a quest was like, what are you doing? You've lost the game already. <laughs> it completely shifted how we thought about turn one in general. Um, but I, I would like to like go on the record and say Jordan gaslit the crap out of me. <laughs> <laughs> I rated it three stars, and he put on Twitter I rated it one star, and that was a fantastic Photoshop job. And the thing was, I believed him. I couldn't remember. I was like, I mean, <laughs> I guess I did. Like, if that's what happened, like, I'm oh my sorry. god, like, so I funny. <laughs> so I, in fact, did say it was potential. I just want to put it on the record. There. That's really funny. <laughs> and I don't think, I mean, what I mean, it is what it is. What would be really be crazy is 
if they completely uncurated the format, like just you know reverted every single nerf they've ever done. Naga is back, Dark Lair is back, but like that would probably be bad, right? Um, and so I mean, there's so there's one final. Uh, well, there's two final things. One from Dean specifically about... Um, so someone said, named Chaos uh, says, what cards are you looking at for Wild Warlock? Any chance Crystallizer could be reworked to convert health like the call so it doesn't work with the quest line? Dean said, well, look at uh, at the high win rate suspects. Crystallizer was brought up by Gallon as something high on the list. Uh, rework would be nice. Uh, and then uh, Chaos said rework would be nice so the other heal-oriented decks can make use of both Crystallizers if they're drawn early. Crystallizer, uh, I really... I crafted that in gold, and that sucked. I mean, like, this is a card that has been trashed here for years. And, like, and now it's, like, one of the most busted cards. Uh, I don't know. what it, It's interesting to me. You were talking about lore a second ago, and it was, like... The idea of Warlock, like, spending health to get some crazy reward, like, that's awesome. It's the spending armor that kills me. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's interesting. I mean, it is what it is. I think that having, like, this, this XR experience, like, he's playing Galakron Shaman. Like, he's going to lose to all the Warlocks, too. Like, don't worry, it'll get touched. I, I don't know. The last thing that I have here, uh, since I'm on the, the Dean thing, is uh, where he mentioned that buffs. And so someone asked him, um, have you considered making the Juggernaut reward from the Warrior questline trigger at the end of your turn instead of the beginning so that it has some immediate impact on the board? And Dean said, considering buffs this week, can't comment on what the team is thinking until we have that meeting. Now, I'm not holding out hope for this Juggernaut quest, okay? But like, what I latched on to is he said, hey, we're talking about buffs this week. I was like, oh, heck yeah. Like <laughs> that, that potential one in particular is, is a double-edged sword because, oh, cool. A cu- couple of pew-pews go off. But also, oh no, I got Curse Blade and all of a sudden I'm dead and can't play an Azos first mate to, to get around it. Like, oops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it's interesting. The the thing is, we walk such a fine line here. Like there's always going to be the most hated thing. And what is the acceptable level of it? Where it killed me a little mm-hmm. bit is that uh and I love Warlock. It's my favorite class, but like when I'm facing 50% Warlock, that's a little much. Um but there's always going to be the most hated thing. And so there's such a, a fine balance here that what happens when they buff the juggernaut quest and now i'm seeing 50 percent pirate warrior I'm like okay nothing has changed it's a different suspect but the same problem and nobody wants that either i mean the funny thing is that it's always warlock right i mean it's always warlock <laughs> but but not really i mean it's been paladin uh it's been paladin it's been priest you know it's been it typically is the cabal Amazing. classes right so um i've heard blue train speak to this though where like it, it the the pirate you know questline pirate warrior definitely has like the makings of a meta tyrant if let's say you know you delete seed lock somehow what, what's the next best deck and like the two that come to mind are questline pirate warrior or questline odd odd hunter but i think both of those decks are you can actually tech for them like all of a sudden if you can run gorlaka crawler you run gorlaka crawler and it, it it might be like okay the questline has an inevitability to it but there's still a big loss of tempo when you throw down 
Rokara. Unless, again, you, like you said, they, they, they buff the Juggernaut, so you get two pew-pews. But I, like Sheep said, I'm, I'm not convinced, like, I print a Charge Pirate and I can't attack with my Charge Pirate. Like, I don't, I'm not convinced that that's a, um, that that's a buff. Um, oh. And with, with, with Odd Hunter, like, okay, so the meta slows down a little bit. We all run Skulking Geist. And now that's that's not a big deal anymore. So yeah, I don't, or I don't even, know. like, the Bonk Druid, right? You, like, you get so much armor, like, you just can't chip through it. Well, I bonk, mean, bonk Druid is a free, a Hunter's a free win. So oh, like, yeah, I, man. I think the, the, other, the other big bads that might pop up are a little bit more techable. Whereas I know, like, the, the Fatigue Seed Lock, like, it can play so defensive that they're literally never in danger. And if they are, they can get out of it. And I've seen them go from 2 health to, to 28 in a turn. Like, not even kidding. Like, just through Armor Vendors and touching the Nazareth and, and, and just other stuff. So, um, you know, I, I, I think it's... Yeah, you're right. There's always going to be a best deck. But I think there's there's best decks you can beat, and there's S-tier best decks. And what we're dealing with right now is an S-tier best deck. Well, let me, let me ask old Daniel, like, as... Okay, so as a Warlock main, what is your thought on this? Because, um... And I guess, I mean, we'll, we'll jump to it in, in a minute, I guess. We'll get to it in a minute, I suppose. But, like, I'm curious, what are your thoughts on, like, you'd be playing this deck regardless of whether it was good or not good, probably, right? 100%. And is it frustrating to you to be playing against all these other Warlocks? So, I, one of my favorite things about playing Warlock was always the actual Warlock mirror. Uh, I kind of like you, Nate, I, my, one of my favorite, my first loves was Q-Block. And I felt like that mirror with the Mountain Giant standard version was very exciting. Uh, it, it benefited the better player every single time. And I kind of felt that way up until this recent expansion, even with Dark Lair. Um, I remember having several games with with Tiger Eye, uh, who's now in the Discord, so I feel I feel fine shouting him out. Um, I that were very exciting games, very games where I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't know who was going to win. Even if I felt like I popped off, he was going to pop off and we were going to, we were going to fight for board. We were going to have this very intricate battle of who was the, the better player at the time. And sea lock is the first time in a warlock mirror that I haven't felt overwhelmingly favored. I've played, gazillion games of warlock and every single time i see a warlock i chalk it up as a win a hundred percent i am 90 10 warlock if i do not win a warlock game then i've done something wrong in the game and seedlock is the first deck where i felt like i'm 55 45 i'm i i'm maybe barely favored because of the experience that i have playing the class and the cards uh it's honestly uh, I hate Seedlock. <laughs> I <laughs> genuinely hate and despise that the meta is created. I, I enjoyed Dark Lair. I loved every minute of playing those decks, Pen Flinger before the nerf. Uh, I felt like I could outplay my opponent even if I didn't draw right. Mm -hmm. But this is the first meta, and maybe it's because the win condition starts in your hand. You play Seed on one, the mulligan is two cards easier, or two to three cards easier. But I genuinely haven't had the same love for the meta, and I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, you're you're a warlock main. You're you're gonna love it. You're you're having a great time." It's like, no, I, I haven't felt the same advantages that I would have had as a warlock main 
uh, in this in this current meta, and it's kind of created like a really sour taste yeah. in my own mouth. Uh, uh, past everyone else has and i've actually quite despised the seed in general wow wow so daniel can i ask you have you seen uh like names that you necessarily don't really recognize that might be usurping people that you'd normally be playing with and the only reason why i'm asking that is because last month it was really interesting i got in 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 the baron's meta like i climbed legend day two and the expansion Mm -hmm. launched essentially day three so I gotta kind of like watch like like big name players on my friends list that would normally be in Legend already, yeah, like yeah. struggle. So have you seen a lot of uh, a lot of new names that you maybe not have recognized doing like Seedlock mirrors? No, a hundred percent. And I think actually just a lot of the big names are kind of feeling how I felt that they don't have the quite the advantage of being maybe. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I'm a. Le- I. I play leaderboard. Uh, I'm not necessarily top 100, top 50, top 25. I don't. I don't get first page, but I'm solidly leaderboard. I'll. I'll be able to say that. Like, but I've noticed a lot of these p- same players around my elk or even not higher levels have felt that they don't have the same control over a game yeah, that's caused them to step away or step back. So a lot of new names have been filling in on the spot mm-hmm. and i think it's hilarious that we were talking about pirate warrior because my i introduced my ex to hearthstone a while ago a long time ago and she hit me up and she was like hey i need a new list she had been playing secret mage uh i i so i shot her a pirate warrior list and um she had never played ladder she, her previous high was gold three gold seven maybe she hit diamond three this month she had diamond three, just rolling through, and I was wow. like, "What is?" This? And I've I've spectated a couple of games of her. She's not good. She's she's okay, you know. She's nothing special. <laughs> but the fact that she, you know, she hit diamond five, and I was like, "This is kind of the state of the new, the wow. new meta, the new, <laughs> the, the ease of play of these games, and it's it's part of the quest." I think it's just a fundamental issue of these quests that they've come out. There are win conditions on them own. Mm-hmm. Every every single time you play the quest reward, you automatically have set in in motion your win condition. It's not the old quest. The first time around, there were some jokes. The second time around, they were kind of cute. You know, there was one or two, maybe. Uh, Gen and Baku, you know, they're linear. These quests feel like, in Wild especially... They're so linear, so streamlined that when you start a game and you can play on turn one a card that will benefit you later and then also automatically just turns into a card on five mana that just kind of wins the game, It it's caps our format in a way that I don't think any of us expected going in. No, this was a big surprise. No one uh, this this expansion for a lot of us felt like a Rostacons. I'm confident going in that a lot of us felt like this was very underpowered, that mm. we were just prepared for another couple months of what we were used to, and we wrote off these quests. We were like we wrote off Galacron ori- originally, and now we're ju- we just got smacked. And I think that's kind of why there's been this outcry on Twitter. And to the devs, like, hey, like, save us. Like, if this is the future of Wild, 
Rutt Where Rutt. are we really going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Real talk, man. I mean, we'll see. I, I guess, you know, we'll see what they do. At least, you know, I think what, what I can kind of hang my hope on at the moment is Ixar saying, like, look, it's on our radar and we'll hit it. And what they do to it, who knows? And it's nobody's going to be happy. But I, I do remember when, uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> well, yeah, that's pretty funny. I, I don't have like okay. The the example in my mind was when Quest Mage was running rampant, and when they nerfed the quest from five spells to seven, and and everyone was like, you didn't even touch it. But like, it was enough. It was barely enough. Like the deck is still powerful, but it it wasn't like an auto loss anymore. And so, and that's where I think we struggle right now is like it, it when you face it, it's like, Oh, Oh my God. Like if I'm going to win, I have to be on my a game and I have to draw really well. And the stars have to properly align and the tide has to be right. And, and, you know, God has to reach his hand down through the clouds and point at me. And if I, those things don't happen, then I'm going to lose. And for someone like when I ladder, I like to do it pretty casually and just kind of have fun. And I have to stop doing that and actually pay attention. And and like, you know, it it's just different. And so I, I think it's a double-edged sword. Like say they hit the quest or they hit the reward or they hit whatever it is. Like I, I can already pretty much guarantee there's going to be a whole bunch of people who are not happy or they're going to say it's not enough. Uh but I don't know that it needs that big of a hit. It just needs a little bump uh, or make it more skill testing. You know, I mean, that's why Dark Lair didn't bother me that much because it's a skill testing deck. And like, yeah. I loved, depending on what I was playing, it was like, yeah, yeah, play your Dark Lair. And if, if you're, you know, playing it improperly, like, cool, get yourself down real low and then I'll just kill you. Um I think we were talking like Shmoopy Mommy was saying, like, yeah, the Dark Lair players are great. Like, yes, please reduce your health for me so that I can hit you with Eviscerate, Eviscerate, and Wicked Stab. Yeah. She was burning them out, and toward the end of the month, honestly, people were getting so good at Seedlock that they weren't getting as low. And that was one of the reasons why she just barely came up short on Legend, was that basically just, you know, people were refining lists and getting a little bit more defensive. All of a sudden, whether you were Giants or whether you were Fatigue Lock, you were running Defile. Like, there are, you know, factors that kind of just sort of baked themselves in that made it tough for her yeah and honestly nate i think you're assuming that a lot of players would be disappointed with the seed lock nerf i think an overwhelming majority uh including warlock mains would be very happy to revert uh, a seed lock nerf something just to open up the meta mm-hmm. uh, open up experimentation um i've I, i've long said i would trade seed lock for two mana dark lair and any any day of my any day of my life and i think a lot of us would want to go back to that meta we always joke and like oh this meta sucks ah man this meta is the worst meta i've ever seen like no this meta <laughs> is actually a problem <laughs> yeah like yeah. The, the 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 snip snap meta was actually a problem yeah like there were ways to beat dark lair it's just if you wanted to beat dark lair yeah yeah, you had to play those decks, and then there were. But I, I was looking on Twitter today at uh, some old THL lineups: Reno Lock, Shutterwalk, Reno Priest. You could play these strategies. It hadn't quite warped the meta the way it is now, 
And I think that's where a lot of the angst is coming from. And we really want to see this change because we've seen Blizzard do it. We've seen Blizzard nerf Tiller, which I don't even think was that bad compared to what we're seeing now. No, Uh, we've seen the meta uh, to react to Steeler, to react to Darklayer. We've seen these things and it's like, all right, so you're you're reacting to Demon Seed, but you're not actually solving any of the issues. I've seen six nerfs for my class over the past month, and I am dealing it better than anybody. (laughs) I am totally cool with what is going on, and that's a problem to me. That's pretty funny. (laughs) That's actually where it's like, all right, we we need to rethink this. So the the graphic on the screen, this is from My Legend Climb. These are my stats from HS Replay, and this is just opponents. And so... And this is a uh, 39% warlock. It looks like 50, but it's this is 39%. But like that's too much. <laughs> I mean, and so what does that say, you know, it's it's overrepresented. And the thing that I found funny, I mean, that we got two two other super brief new news items that we can hit at the end of this conversation real briefly, but this is the funny thing. Um so Memnark, Memnark's a friend of ours, so I feel like I can share this. All right, this is great. So Memnark gets the seed lock list with the giants, and he takes out two cards. I don't even know what two cards they were. And he drops in Gen and Baku, both in the same deck, and hits rank four legend. Right? Like, look at this. This is insane. And and he jokes, like, this is talk about the dust bait of all dust bait. But he he says that uh hey, they actually did really well because my opponents, Ilusias and Dirty Rats, were nullified in their August presence. Mm-hmm. Which is really funny. And it might be true. But like the the list is so good that you can drop in a couple terrible cards. Like we were joking last night, like, hey, let's let's add a couple more cards to this, you know, or what else could you add to this to make it worse and still do fine with it? Um, Did you see his stats too? No. He, I, he had a 51% win rate. He beat me with it on stream. I was, I, yeah. <laughs> like it wasn't oh, even no. like he like cruised in with one of those low forties. He had a 50, he, he was above water with this list. It's great. I mean, it's funny and it's like, it's kind of funny, sad, but it's funny. And and uh, I talked to him last night, and he goes, hey, I'm just doing my duty. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. This is good. This is good. Uh, you know, if you can drop, you know, these cards into this deck and still get here, like, this is a message, you know. Uh, I was entertained. But, you know, we'll see. I It's definitely warped the meta, Gold Daniel, you were talking about it earlier, where it's like back in the day, hey, we could get to turn ten and play Nazoth or play, uh, you know, Death Knight, and then it was like, okay, well, you can get to turn, you know, turn eight or something, and and you know, maybe I could play a Tog or whatever. Um, and we're we're at the point now where like none of my games like turn six is late, and and turn seven the game is over one way or the other, either I win or you win, but like turn seven is it and that's just crazy i mean it is what it is but like wow we are in a different spot than we've ever been before uh and you can't where where this goes back to that old conversation about wild being the place where you can go play your old fun decks i i think it was swagwar that said and i thought this was hilarious or maybe it was somebody else but the idea was like you yeah they 
you guys are missing the point. They said you could play them. You didn't. They didn't say you could win with them. And, <laughs> and that's the thing, right? It's like, yeah, sure, you can play all your cards, uh, but you're gonna lose on turn six. So, you know, I do like. I like seeing new archetypes, and so seeing these quest decks, like, hey, that's cool. Uh, I don't like losing on turn five or turn six, but like Quest Hunter and Quest Warlock and Quest Shaman and Aggro Priest and Ignite Warlock or Ignite Mage, like these are new, and I'm cool. I'm cool with that. Like they're a little too fine tuned to my liking, but like, you know. It's no, and I've all, I've always said that. I was like, you guys don't understand what you're really asking for. If you're asking for a shakeup in Wild, you're asking for something that's stronger than Reno Priest. You're asking for something that's stronger than the Dark Lair decks we're facing now. That's going to actually push something out. And then as soon as we get a smidge of a taste of it, we're like, oh no, no, hell no. <laughs> we, got, we got to nerf this. It's for killing Prilgrove, we were like, yeah. no, get Tortle Mage out of here. We, we wanted every deck nerfed, and we're seeing it, a, a meta that completely caught 90% of us by surprise, and we really don't know how to react. Uh, I think a lot of us had kind of thought in the back of our heads that maybe this was the the speeding up of Wild. Dark Lair being the top deck for a Wild. For a while was going to like, alright, maybe the, the turn limit for, for Wild had sped up. And then this one was just so stark yeah. that <laughs> it really just shocked Wild to its core. And we were like, hold up, hold on, no, 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 this was what we wanted. We just wanted another card to play in Shutterwalk. We just wanted another card to play in <laughs> Arena Warlock. We didn't want this. And you just pulled up the, the Tempo Storm at a snapshot, and this is this is what you get if you really want to see a shakeup on Wild. We are looking at seven, uh, six new decks. Five hey, new decks. I, I'm, I hit Legend with a Tier 3 deck. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the United and Stormwind was like, "Oh, you want a med medicine shakeup? Hold my beer." Hundred <laughs> percent. Secret Mage is a meme. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me, really is at this point. let me tell yeah, you I this. I saw one like, guy playing it. He's playing it very well, like Kisker or something like that, dude. If you listen to the mm -hmm. podcast, GGS, you beat my butt a couple times with it. But like, it's, it, it I don't know how. He, if he's in Legend right now, I don't know how he did it because it, it's a meme right now. So this week in THL, I played against Martian Boo, and I switched up my lineup because the first three weeks or the first couple of weeks, I had brought these quest decks, and I was okay. like, okay, I'm going to do something different this week because I'm, I'm getting too predictable. So this week, I'm going to switch it up, and I brought Reno Priest, and I brought Reno Warlock, and I brought Secret Mage, and Martian brought Quest Warlock, which I banned, and he, <laughs> but he brought Aggro Priest, and he brought Bonk Druid, and he, bought, and he brought... Um, you know, uh, what is it? Odd quest line hunter. Mm -hmm. And I got curb stomped so hard, like so hard <laughs> and like pickups to Martian. He's a great guy and he's a very good player. Yeah. Uh, but like, it just goes to show you the power level of this stuff is like, well, you can't play your old stuff. I was talking to Shia on the cast last night and I just asked him, I was like, pyro warrior versus Rena priest. 
and he told me that the matchup is completely shifted on its head. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like before, Arena Priest just you know you sell the Pirate Warrior, you played your things out, you played well, you win the game. Pirate Warrior just dunks on Reno Priest right now. Oh yeah, it's not just it's just not, it's not just the quest warlock. It is these quests in general that dunks on people. I I play a lot of casual when I'm at work just because to pass the time. Quest Shaman. It's a five mana seven seven double your crackles. <laughs> it's uh-huh. insane. Like these decks just have built in win conditions. They're so efficient. And I don't know if anyone here plays standard on this thing, but like there's no yeah, way we do, we do. last two years. They ner- they rotated again in Baku after a year. They're gonna have to do the same thing to these quests. Probably. Right? Well, and uh, especially in standard, one thing that th- I think that we kind of overlooked a bit and you touched on it right there these are five mana seven sevens like the it, it's not a tempo loss to to do your broken thing like I, oh i guess it's slightly a tempo loss to play it on turn one but like not really right uh you, you make that up with the first quest like quest line reward and then whenever you play it you get a cheap high statted super impactful card that just swings it completely in your favor so i i I completely agree that in standard i don't think that you know that things like the druid one sure i i I can see guff sticking around right um i i don't think that even standard will will abide that too much longer (laughs) yeah yeah i wouldn't be surprised a good point i i kind of forgot about that but they rotated genin baku early they maybe they do that here i don't know and I mean, there's the other question. Like this, uh, these quest lines were so impactful. Like, what is this mini set gonna do? How far away are we at from a mini set? Right? What are we about a month, maybe six weeks away, probably? Because they, what is the rotation or an expansion is about what is it? Three months, right? Four months? Four. I'd so, say okay. early October. So, so okay, so if expansion cycle is four months, and we get the mini set halfway through, so two months in, so. I'm just guessing here, right? But we um we got Stormwind at the very very first week of August, so we're one month in. So we got about one month more to go, and then we'll get a mini set. It's only been a month, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, the mistake that I made last month, and maybe it's not a mistake, I don't know. It's like I hit Legend on day one, and then the expansion dropped on day two, and I was like, oh my god, what is what is all this stuff? This is not. I I don't know even what to do with it, and. Then I got to experience it in full force this month. Um, but like, is the mini set going to even be impactful? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I'd say probably yes. I mean, look at the last couple mini sets we've got. We've had the, you know, one mini set got us Armor Vendor, Arbor Up, um, Hysteria. Uh, the last mini set basically gave us the Primal Dungeoneer way to to build a deck. And, and essentially cemented Flurgle Toxfin. Like I'm assuming that like anytime these guys are kind of coming up coming up with a set these days, like I'm not expecting another Rastacon. Like every time they brought something, we didn't think Barons was going to make a shift. Barons made a shift. We we didn't think that Dark we thought Dark Moon Fair was good, but we, like Dark Moon Fair dominated. United and Stormwind has turned everything on its head. I just I I'm just assuming that. Um, you know, the, if a set comes out, it's gonna it's gonna break things some way somehow. It's a, there's and, a good and chance. Some of that yeah. is 
some of that is good, right? Because it keeps the format from getting stale. And I know that for the longest time, that was one of the biggest critiques of our format was that, I mean, you know, you you have Secret Mage. It's been good for how long, right? Like, yeah, there, there are some iterations of it, like, you know, Sage replacing Aluneth and, and you know, things like that. But the cores remain the same. Um, it doesn't seem like that will necessarily be the case going forward and it hasn't been at the very least for the for the past few sets and it's not necessarily a bad thing except for whenever you know something just completely breaks it like like right now with the the questline warlock um that's one particular thing that is kind of overpowering versus you know a, a landscape of, of different items so um i think you're right that that gone is the the time that you know, new expansions were not impactful. I think now they just kind of are, and that's okay. As long as they don't break the, the meta like uh, this one did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, we're, we're running a little bit long. I want to touch on two other news things super briefly, and then yeah. we can just talk about what, what we've been playing. So um, going back to this, um, uh, let me pull it up here. We've got a couple things. We've got uh, a new card back with a new achievement. Um, in oops, in the game here, this is called the Gift of a Loon card back, and this is very similar to the one um, in uh, yeah the the last uh, I don't remember what it's called that pretty red one with the mysteries, the Baron's mysteries, right? So this is the Stormwind mysteries, and the way that you unlock this card back is by doing the mystery things. Well, anyways, uh, the uh, the folks, um, I, I I presume it was. something between like reddit and between like the uh the the wow mysteries discord people from last time um have kind of figured it out and unlocked it i've not got around to it yet but uh there are um, guides uh floating around to show you what you know the things to do uh to unlock this sheep you'd done it already right yeah, I've done this already. So whereas last time, the you know even following the guides, it would take you a couple hours to complete it. This time, there are two different um, mystery steps. The first one will take you about 20, 30 minutes to get through. That, that one's a little longer. Um, the second step is much quicker, um, especially there's a really cool uh, Google Sheet that you can kind of plug your stuff into because this one's dynamic, the, the second one. Uh, it's not just a, oh, you do whatever it is. It it differs from player to player and from like instance to instance. So oh, wow. Okay. That's pretty cool too. So uh, there's a Google sheet that, that uh, they've curated that makes it, you know, really handy. And it's a, it's a handy guide to get through it. I knocked the whole thing out in like half of my lunch break today. So it's much quicker than the last one um, was. And the second one in particular was pretty cool. Uh, the, the first one, I'm like, it, it was a little um, tedious. But it, even at that, 20, 20 30 minutes to, to get through the, the more tedious one. And the, the second one was just really cool. Cool. So, well, that's exciting. Doable. Exciting. Have, have any you guys done this yet? Aside from it's, on my, it's on my list just because it's an achievement in the achievement section that will give you something. Does it give you experience too, Sheep? It does. I'm on it at some point. Um I haven't done it yet, but it's on my radar. We'll uh, we'll post the guide in the show notes so that there's a link to it if, if people want to try it out or whatever. 
Yeah, I was about to say I'm a lowly warlock D Chen. Yeah, um, <laughs> I jam giants and go face. Oh, That's great. And, and to initiate these, you do have to play druid against the innkeeper. So I guess this uh, rules you out. <laughs> yeah, I've recently. I actually started collecting other class cards because of the Born to Be Wild listener series. <laughs> what? What? And like. I, I am not in it season three. I, I set out season two after realizing it would be very expensive. But I'm kind of prepped and ready for season four to make my triumphant return. Love it, love it. Oh, that's great. Okay, one other one other last little bit of news. There's currently a bug with Cthoon of all things, the old Cthoon. Who would have ever <laughs> guessed this? Massive buff. This is insane. So I and I don't know, was it Clark that figured it out? I don't know. Anyways, what happens is if you play and what are the chances of this even happening, right? The video of this is crazy. You play Maxima Blastenheimer. So this is the six mana legendary that launches a minion out of your deck and then it goes face and then it dies. So Cthune here goes from a 6-6 and then it gets buff 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 to like what is it 128 128 128. and then it goes face like (laughs) like what is this oh otters hit legend with it today oh no oh otters uh this is a exploited it to legend oh my god that's pretty funny (laughs) well in the past right we saw disguised toast go to blizzard jail for exploiting bugs Mm -hmm. and so it's like there's, I mean, I saw this discourse on Hearthstone Twitter today between, it was mostly Martian Boo, I think, was asking these questions, like, yeah. and Jack as well, yeah, yeah, was mm-hmm. asking, like, I want to try this out, but I'm afraid to get my account banned for exploiting the bugs because I've put so much time and money into this that, like, I, d- I don't want that to happen. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I would love to see it, but, like, I don't want to get... uh in trouble for doing it and it also is like it's how how long will this last until they hot fix it i mean imagine probably pretty soon but it's just crazy how um, long did mechathune rogue last where you could use savory delights to trigger mechathune was it one or a week maybe two something like that so we're looking at tuesday for a patch for this uh, that's probably <laughs> that's probably about right that's probably about right uh-huh so anyways that's that's the the rest of the news um getting into what we've all been playing um let's uh yeah go daniel what have you been playing you said primarily this giants warlock yeah yeah i've uh i've been pretty hard stuck on dark player and dark player variants uh since uh for the past year or so so i've been playing this i've been playing this giants lock uh this list did come out just before I saw the Chinese list, um, Rand of Fire I had started cutting because the Reaver Ryan movement had kind of settled down. <laughs> yeah. He's not playing my Paladin. Um, Colt Neophyte is really, really good against uh, Druids and Ignite Mage. Oh, man, Sometimes it's good not. against the, the Hunter, too. I had people... Like, the Tax Paladin's been running it as well, and, like, it, it, jammed, mm. it jammed me up pretty bad last night. Um uh, I mean, it stalls you a full turn. So I've, I've seen a lot more cold neophyte and just general uh, playing around. Just in like yeah, like you said, the tax file neutral decks, kind of just slotting it in if they have extra slots. Mm-hmm. Basically, kind of like you take Memnarch's list, and there are three spots in kind of uh, glare 
that right now it's the right now i'm running defile cold neophyte and reign of fire mm -hmm, are mm -hmm. the three slots memnark is running gen baku and something else <laughs> <laughs> but uh i've kind of like taken the approach that i'm not gonna lose to aggro so i run defile uh and i hate mage so oh sorry uh it's... <laughs> so i really hate mage and i'm running uh cold neophyte as a, a, a mini lothab and then the Rain of Fire is just a quality card to remove your own uh, librarians and tour guides. Continue Dark Player Circle uh, cycles, I should say. It's um, the Battlemaster, by the way. Battlegrounds Battlemaster. Yeah. Is... Oh, yeah. The Battlemaster. And that's just a personal thing. I think, I believe Battlemaster is technically correct. But uh, a problem that I run into when I'm playing Hearthstone mentally is I hate having a card that will sit in my hand for longer than it's necessary. I want mm -hmm. to make sure all my cards are playable. Yeah. And that's something when I switched to Wild I was pretty sure of. So I while I recognize the power of Battlemaster in my decks I prefer more proactive plays earlier. Yeah. Uh, because I it's just kind of a personal thing. I don't know how you guys feel about Hearthstone. I feel that if I beat aggro, I am confident in my own abilities that I will beat the control player. And that's maybe that's a big f you to my opponent, but I just feel like I'm confident in my own abilities that I will beat outplay someone else. So let me prevent the aggro high rolls. Yeah, all right. And that's how I build decks. Uh, can I ask general. you a Can I ask you a follow up question just about a matchup that I'm curious about? Questline Hunter versus Warlock. How is that? How is that built up? Because it's not a matchup I played a whole lot. I've heard that the questline hunters are are supposed to be favored into warlocks mm -hmm. is, is that is that the case for you or is is it kind of like how i i've kind of experienced this s tier deck where it's like oh yeah sure you can snag a game or two with questline hunter or is it actually favored in that matchup so the questline hunter matchup is favored hunter but when i was playing regular glare I had a lot of success against it, and I felt like I could flip the matchup. So a lot of people are looking at, especially this Giants list. Um, they don't. There are two modes that you can go. You can go Quest, or you can go Giants. Mm -hmm. Which mm -hmm. mode do you play Crystallizer in? Which which one will get you a Flesh Giants in? And when I'm playing uh, Quest Hunter, I prioritize getting the Giants down as soon as possible. And I feel like you can flip the matchup, but for the most part, that the quest hunter is favored, and I feel like you'll win. The that's of yeah, that's why that's the only reason we were running hunter's mark in that, so that if they drop mm -hmm. giants, you can kill them, because otherwise you lose. Uh, but in any non warlock game, like hunter's mark, terrible. Like just sit in my hand, <laughs> and like okay, I can use it you know, later when I'm trying to refresh my hero power, but like it's a dead card most of the time. So I think that's actually a great point. Uh, Nate, I, when I see Hunter's Mark come out from the Hunter, I feel like I can steal the game. It's when they're reacting to what I'm doing instead of just shooting me down every single turn. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the best strategy is just ignore what I'm doing. Just go ahead. Just just go ahead, make me have it. Uh, hit me in the face. Make me have to play the Giants. Uh, as soon as you are a Hunter's marking, you're losing all those 
points against the other matchups yeah. that aren't Warlock. And the the points where it's good against Warlock, you're I, actually benefiting me by not going face. I agree. I agree. Hmm. There you go. That's some wisdom right there. I, I feel like I just gave you the beat Warlock tutorial. I feel like I should have done that reverse and been like, hey, yeah, no, just keep pinging the minions. <laughs> Run four Hunter's Marks. <laughs> no, no, it's interesting. You're right, though. Came out on China, um, uh, with more Defiles Cult Neophyte. I think Double Cults uh, were run in China. Um, this is what I've been running this month. Uh, it's a pretty good success. Um, 66% win rate or so. Uh, pretty down the line. Pretty standard. Uh, the, the mulligan is pretty easy because you have the Demon Seed, like I said. But... Uh, the rest of it. Never keep Dark Lair. That's the thing. Dark Lair is the worst card in the deck now. It's so slow now. Anyone uh, who's playing it. Yeah, exactly. It, it's 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 too slow. Again, especially against the aggro matchups, you used to be able to like play Dark Lair, a bunch of stuff, broom, and you'd clear it. But now on turn three, especially in this meta with Shadow Priest, um, Pirate Warrior, they, they're just online. And they're hitting you. They're fast, Wait, yeah. If you're playing Dark Lair on Three, you're technically four. You're, you're, you've lost the game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Hey, Schmoopy, what have you been playing? I've been playing a Questline Pirate Warrior. Um, it's a list that I brought to Legend. It's a list that I crafted for my wife to use this month. So um, what's a little different about it, it's about 90% Blue Train's list. It's a little, well, more than 90%. It's like 29 cards, a list I snagged from Blue Train. Uh, with one card swapped because of a, a, a take I saw Corbett take. But the whole philosophy behind the deck is basically complete the quest line ASAP as quick as possible. And um, so you're running a bunch of one drops. And what I kind of love about this deck and as far as the play style goes is I will frequently not play the quest until turn two. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I don't want to lose the tempo that I would normally have playing a one-drop and pulling patches from my deck or dropping a Parachute Brigand. So I will play a small-time buck turn one, pull a Parachute Brigand from my hand, pull patches from my deck, what have you, and then turn two, drop the quest, drop a Nazoth first mate, and now I'm looking at I'm showing five power turn two going to face. Um... I don't find that playing in that style, I complete the quest all that much slower than if I play the quest turn one. I, I you know, this deck is basically hardwired to get uh, Captain Rakara down turn six. Mm -hmm. um, the only thing you really want to make sure you're playing around when you're playing this deck is that you don't complete the quest too quickly so that Rakara gets uh, dirty ratted. Um, so you, you sometimes will hold back a little bit, save a one drop, play the one drop on six, play Rakara on six, go from there. Mm -hmm. um, what a, Another little tidbit that I like about the list is I will frequently gamble that I'm going to draw uh, into or draw a one drop, and and you can kind of make gambles from that. Um, but, you know, the, the questline rewards, Captain Rakara is almost, the meta is so fast, Captain Rakara is almost um, irrelevant almost, in a lot of matchups. Yeah, yeah. It's almost uh, too slow. It's crazy. It's 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 all about uh, oh I get Ankar automatically, and it's about the two free pings you get from from a cannon shot that can flip an aggro matchup. Okay, um, man, I I played a ton of this. 
we used to complain about drawing patches, and drawing patches is not so bad anymore because it's just a one-drop pirate. Drawing Ankar is worse than drawing patches, right? This is the only I, weapon I don't mind that's in it the because deck you now. Can, but at least you get Ankar on curve. That's true. Like, that's the thing. Like, like, and then you get to draw more. Like, and, and it gets all your weapon synergies on 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 uh, online and that's kind of the nutty thing about this deck is like it, it looks like such a brain dead aggro deck where it's just like let me just spam the board with pirates and i'll get my quest line compete and i'm good nah, but if yeah. if you play it that way you are going to be so suboptimal with it because mm-hmm. you, any pirate you pull could be a parachute brigand and the order you play the pirates is super important because deck hands can only have charge with weapons so when do you swing with your weapon? When do you don't? Oh, by the way, your small-time bucks have extra attack with the weapon. Um, you could, you know, it's just, there, there's a lot of order of operations things that make this, like, a really interesting deck to play, especially if you're trying to min-max it for when exactly you want your quest line sub-rewards to pick off, because you might want to save your two cannon blasts for the next turn against this aggro priest, because you know they're going to try and swing the board against you. So it, 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 it was actually a lot of fun to play to Legends. Um, but I have to say, um, it felt even or better against anything that wasn't good Seedlock players. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. Seedlock players, it felt very unfavored because they always could outheal past my reach. Well, plus, um, they, they, it's, like, it's the combo of board clear after board clear after board clear plus the healing. Yeah. And, and and the ones that were really, really good could get themselves down as low as two or four, and they knew I couldn't finish them, and then they could build up from there. Mm-hmm. And the bad ones died. And like that was and that was and that was that. And 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 you know, kinda what's kinda cool about this list, um, Corbett uh, had had Rokara in there instead of Sky Captain Crag, which is what I originally had from the Blue Train uh, Blue Train list. And so I think if you put in Leroy, if you put in Sky Captain Crag instead of the Rokara slot, that's fine um, because it adds a little bit more reach. Maybe I would have scammed one or two more games if I had a little bit more reach on that end. But Rokara just spirals some aggro matchups where it's just, it's not close. Tax Paladin's not close with Rokara. Um, Agro Priest felt like I was farming them, unless they had some kind of mind blast scam or shadow needle scam. And a lot of them are cutting needle um, and mm-hmm. cutting shadow spells and going more more board based. So those matchups get easier. Um, but like I said, like it, it, it I, I played Arena Lock with this list, and it, it felt like shooting fish in a barrel. Like they they Zeph Blizzard me on eight, and it was a joke because I had the Juggernaut down already, and and they had no chance. Oh no! Anyways, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So I I took Pirate Warrior to Legend the last two months, and what I've seen in like I played a ton of this and I love it. Um, the the change that I've seen over the last month to this month is, uh, like you said, it's getting lower to the ground because you want to complete that quest as soon as possible. Um, before like we took Rokara out and Rokara's back in now, which is great if you're going wide because. Rokara can buff your whole board, which is nice. Um, it's interesting. Cast the file, to, which was the big, which was the big like thing for me, was just like, oh, yeah. So they're waiting for me to build into a defile. I can drop Rokara on three, and now I can buff myself out of defile conceivably. Now they can always play like a tour god in defile, and I'm screwed. And that's <laughs> just like the that's just the the crux of a TRS deck, right? So like you like 
you know, damned if you damn, damned if you don't. But that 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 was appealing to me. Yeah, the the upgrades are good because you're always going to have weapons post post quest uh, reward, and the buffs upgrades are good. Re- the upgrades are good regardless. The upgrades right. are one of the best cards in the deck. Do not cut the upgrades. Like you're going to look at this, you're going to net that this deck, and one of the first cards you're going to cut is upgrade because you think it's a joke. It gives your deck hands charge. It gives your fog sail freebooters, um, you know, uh, damage. damage from hand. It gives your 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 small time bucks plus attack. Do not cut the upgrades ever. Yeah, they are they are they are fine on their own. I've used plenty of them on turn two or turn three to turn something on. They're meant to buff up Ankar to make Ankar more of a threat, and it's it's great when that happens. But there are so many times where it's not ideal. The upgrades are amazing, and, and they make your Curse Blade three attack. <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it. They yeah. make Curse Blade a threat. How funny! But yeah, no, I like this a lot. I like this a lot. And I've seen a couple different versions, but this seems solid. So cool, cool, cool. We're a little bit tight on time. So is there anything else before I? I kind of switch over to all right cool then i'm gonna jump no, in. honka honka <laughs> nice all right uh, i'm gonna switch over into mine real quick and I'll, I'll try to keep it brief um but yeah this so here's this um uh questline hunter and um it, yeah it worked out pretty well for me it's interesting i don't think the deck is fully refined yet i kept the stats up here uh just to kind of see there was a lot of ignite mages and a lot of the questline warlocks um yeah i was about to say the uh, the viper uh very good card um in general but uh two of them in your deck list is pretty pretty unique what were you were you just targeting warlocks? no so so here's so here's Warriors? the thing with this is interesting i i think there's some flex here uh okay. the problem with hunter is that there's no card draw and so that's where the tradable cards come in. I think Rustra Viper is there twofold. One, I, I saw a lot more combo warlock than I did Giants Warlock, and they're all running yeah. the weapon. And when they sure. can discount their entire hand to a bunch of zero cost stuff, like that hurts. And so I'll just drop the Rustra Viper to destroy the weapon. That being said, like if I'm trying to complete my quest. And I, like I'll, I'll trade it. Like that's what it's there for. Is it's a one mana trade. It's, it's just a free draw. And so there's two restaurant vipers and there's one impatient shopkeeper. It's a three mana three three rush. And like if you have to, you can play it for the body. But it's mostly there because it's tradable. Like because mm-hmm. I it's like a one mana draw card. Um, what's interesting so, about this? Yeah, sorry. What was your question? No, I was just curious because like this is the most tradable I've seen <laughs> since the expansion dropped. I'm just like, so how are you feeling about the keyword in general? Like the keyword has is this good. Made these part, are the, is that the reason these cards are seeing play right now? Yes. Be- okay. I mean, well, it, it's kind of like the the old adage that if you could make a you know say twenty card deck that you know it, it would have that much more consistency and you'd be able to kind of get there there quicker to your win condition etc um the tradable cards basically do that you just have to pay a one mana fee to to make it happen um mm-hmm. i in, in evaluating kind of i think way undervalued tradable um and and it's a lot better than i anticipated that it would be um in a vacuum 
Mm-hmm. So for sure. Yeah, and I don't think that this deck is refined yet. It's it's getting there, but it's not all the way. Hunter struggles with the card draw. Blue Train, this is Blue Train's list. I got it from him. I think he, him and NHL goofed around with it, and this is kind of what they settled on at the moment. Um, and so it, it might change. I mean, it worked for me, but the way that Blue Train explained it to me that worked really well is like, hey, this is a control deck. This is not... Um, an aggro deck and this is not about completing the quest as soon as possible we're like pirate war you complete the quest as soon as possible right we're here uh it's so funny because i was struggling with it at first and so i i took notes right turn one quest turn two hero power turn three one spell and hero power uh you know turns kind of four and five you're wanting to at least you want to get your hero power down to zero so you finish up that second part of the quest and then very similar to what um y'all were saying before like there's a lot of dirty rats running around and so almost never i don't want to complete the quest and have tavish sitting in my hand because it's going to get ratted and so i want to sit on a one mana spell on turn six so that i can use the spell complete the quest play tavish in one turn um, and then go off and it's hard because there's not a lot of card draw and that's where this struggles i think is that you know now it's interesting because there's an alternate win con it this runs auction master beardo which uh like i've won with beardo without even completing the quest because it runs a bunch of one mana spells and so if if it gets to that point like having the hero power cost zero is awesome and so i like if they get low enough, like I could just win without completing the quest. Um, the other piece that I think is really interesting, um, compare it to Raza Priest. The idea, I mean, it's the same win con, right? Um, and the thing with Raza Priest was you play, uh, now Raza Priest is a little better because you play a card and your hero power refreshes, and this is play a spell, but like, you have to actually have spells in your hand to play to get your hero to power to refresh. And if you're top decking, like you don't have that. And so you need to be sitting on either some draw or a couple few cards. Now your hero power does three, which is great. Um, but you need to be judicious with your cards. And so it's not always the greatest play to just be spending, spending, spending and to complete the quest as soon as possible, because then you've got nothing in your top decking and then you just lose. Um, there's a couple interesting synergies here um, on the hunt or um, wound prey, both generate a one, one beast. And so a lot of times I would find myself holding those to play with kill command uh, so that kill command is five instead of three, which is nice. Um, against the warlocks, like Gold Daniel was saying, like just go face, go face, go face. Don't touch the minions. Like that's how you win. Looking at my win rate, I was about fifty fifty against the warlocks, um, and that's not that bad. And you know, the the dead cards in here, like Hunter's Mark was dead most of the time, but at the end of the day, it's a one mana spell. So if you wait until you've got um, Tavish or Beardo down, it can refresh your hero power for one mana. So there's that. Um, 
toxic reinforcements kind of sucks against warlock because if you, know, you have to be careful how you play it at least because if you've got them down and they run their stuff into it and they're taking damage on their turn it just helps them complete the quest quicker and so there were a couple of games where i got lethal where i would wait to complete my toxic reinforcements until it was my turn and then i would use like uh, bolo shot or uh power shot to kill all three and then get a quest tick and deal six damage but like you got to be careful um because the the warlock will use it against you mm-hmm. um the tradable cards feel kind of meh uh but they're it, it's draw you know, I'd be really tempted to um, to drop in like a quick shot or something because it's three damage. But if you're top decking, you draw a card. I actually faced Corb on ladder last night and I beat him, which was like rare occurrence, right? But he was playing a non-odd version uh, and he was running, um, uh, God, what is it called? Uh, the one, Hunter's Mark? or No, 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 no. It was the one that draws a beast from your deck. Oh, Master's Call? Master's Call, I think it was. Um, Scavenger's Ingenuity? Yeah, I don't know. He was running some different cards. I know he's experimenting with it. I didn't watch his stream, so I'll have to check it out. But I know he's been experimenting with this, with the, the, you know different versions of this. Like, this isn't refined yet, but it's fun. Um, tracking is like one of the best cards in the deck. Rapid Fire is good. Uh, Flare is great. I mean, it's just card draw. The cards that feel like, eh... Um, toxic reinforcements is kind of hit and miss for me. Baku is clearly the worst card in the deck. Um, the power shot. But it's a beast. <laughs> hey, I mean, the only time Baku is good is if it gets dirty ratted, which is like never. Um, <laughs> the power shot isn't great because there wasn't a lot of. It was so much warlock. Like if you're facing aggro, like power shot is good against the aggro priest. Power shot was good against pirates. Um, but that's about it. Um, you know, but it's fun. I, I like it. I, I'm anxious to see what happens when the mini set comes out or to continue to kind of tweak this a little bit, but it's close. Uh, and it's definitely a lot of fun. Uh, and again, giant thanks to blue train to, to really kind of coached me on how to play this. And he's like, all right, I got to go to bed. I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to just keep playing this for three more <laughs> hours. And, um, but how yeah. long did this go on? <laughs> eventually got there hey it, it worked i mean what was great yeah. what was great is like i would see a warlock player get themselves down to eight health and think that they're out of range and i would play aim shot uh-huh. aim shot for three hero power for five and like okay. yeah i can hit you for eight no problem um so having a targeted hero power that does three every turn is really cool mm-hmm. it's fun what i want to see in this is card draw that would make it great. Yeah. So, you know, we'll see, but I, I enjoy it. Um, I did get all the games on video and so I'll be kind of mashing those together and drop them on YouTube later this week. Anyways, uh, sort of running out of time here. Sheep, what have you been playing? I want to see this clown, clown, uh, paladin list. Yeah. So I've been clowning around a uh, ladder myself. So I'm, uh, Schmoopy Daddy and I r- ran into one another on, on the ladder last week. Uh, I was playing some Uther OTK, and Schmoopy was clowning around then, and it kind of refreshed my memory. So I decided to uh, get in the the carny spirit and bust those clowns out myself. Um, 
And I've been having a lot of fun with it. I've only really been laddering over a, a couple of lunches. So I, I haven't, you know, quite done the, the grind up to legend yet myself, but it's been uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's whenever I don't draw prismatic lens, it doesn't typically work so well for me. But when I do, it works pretty great. Uh, and there, there are a couple of, you know, obviously pretty heavy in the draw. Um, I, you know, you, you hard mole for prismatic lens, try and get your high roll on, and it's great. If you can uh, have righteous cause when you play a uh, corrupted clown, oh, chef's kiss, incredible. Um, so that's always a lot of fun. And I found that um, city tax was really helpful with that tradable aspect as well. So that's been a, a, a blast. So uh, thank you, Schmoopy, for uh, inspiring me to uh, get back to the the clowning around roots. And uh, of course, then I, I, I touched base with a, a previous uh, THL opponent and, and grabbed Odd Laws list from whenever uh, he and I played uh, week one of Wild THL and uh, grabbed that one and have been having a blast. Uh, I, I also, in a... Uh, over lunch today while I was clowning around on ladder also made a a, a little uh, <laughs> image that I shared with Nate from our next act world domination <laughs> with a, a doll of the like Joaquin Phoenix's joke right yeah it's so dumb it's so great <laughs> oh, it's incredible <laughs> so hello Clowning around on ladder, clowning around with uh, with Photoshop, just having a blast. <laughs> That's great. Good times, man. That's funny. Definitely try Blessed Goods uh, over either Flash Heal or Hand of a Doll, just mm. because you can discover a, like a card that can corrupt the clowns, or you can discover another Spear of Sapiens, or you can discover another secret. Like just Try that out, because that's also a card that's overperformed from the new set. Specifically in Clown Paladin, it's trash everywhere else. But yeah. in Clown Paladin, oh my goodness. I'll definitely have to check that out, because there are a number of times when I've prismatic lensed into prismatic lens and carnival clown, and it's like, well, uh, prismatic lens is the top end outside of the clowns, and uh, I have no way to corrupt it. So Blessed Goods could have uh, uh, prayed my way in, into uh, corrupting those clowns, and you know world domination for that game at least <laughs> seeing the screenshots that you were sending over was like was so great i mean it's just like you sorry you did what now this is awesome <laughs> yeah i was like well, i don't know what people are talking about the meta's fine turn four corrupted clowns all over the board <laughs> incredible good times no wild <laughs> <laughs> that's great that's great um okay well let's uh sort of start wrapping things up this is an awfully long show and we've got a match to to host shortly uh sheep do you mind telling us about this last week's weekly challenge absolutely so last week's challenge was to Oops. produce the biggest board of legendaries that you can specifically generated from Rotface. So our winner is Hoster. So Hoster made uh, one, two, three, four minions from Rotface. Uh, and it, it looks like a, a Ziliax thrown in there. Um, 
twin emperor Vecklor. Love to see whenever Vecklor uh, uh, cracks out of there because, like, you actually have like some some uh, taunt to keep people from uh, hitting you in the face. Which, uh, to be real, if you're playing Rot Face, you definitely love to see it. And not only did they do that, they did that in ranked too. So mad props to hosters yeah wow. that was incredible ranked like wow okay i like that the they were using the um garrosh uh death knight so the hero power could trigger uh the rot face which is great uh, it's especially funny uh in the screenshot that they sent the um uh corrupted or not corrupted the uh death knight garrosh the hero power hadn't even had to be used to get there, which is which is pretty clutch, <laughs> right? That's pretty crazy. Now, yep. also, we do have an honorable mention as well? Yeah, and this one would have won, except the honorable mention is Shibo. So Shibo was the one who presented the challenge to us to begin with. So unfortunately, not quite eligible to win his own challenge. But not only did he create a larger board, but he did it on stream. So, and he did it on ladder too. Mention. He did it. What he did it on ladder as well. Yeah, sure did. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go double ladder con- contributions to this week's weekly challenge. Not necessary, but we love to see the dedication. <laughs> That's great, and I love seeing. Um, you know, nothing against you know, Mikkel or Kenray or anybody, but it's really kind of nice to see someone new win it for a change. So mm-hmm. uh, congrats to Haster. That's um, that's really cool. So uh, for this week's challenge, uh, Shmoopy helped come up with it, and it's kind of in the spirit of all of this warlock domination. And so the challenge for this coming week is... How much fatigue damage can you do in one turn? It can be either to you or your opponent. So, Shmoopy, can you uh, elaborate a little bit? Basically, we're looking at overkill. So we're not looking at total fatigue damage dealt. Uh, we're just looking at just overkill, like because that's an easy screenshot. Um, how much extra damage dealt by fatigue can you do to either the opponent or yourself? And you can get a little creative on how you build around this, but that's... That's basically what we're looking for for the so for the largest amount of overkill done by fatigue damage, either from yourself, uh, sorry, to yourself or your opponent, and just a screenshot of the final amount dealt. Nice, nice. All right, I like it. That's that's an easy one to show us because, like, you know, it, it's it's hard to show us proof of like one damage, two damage, three damage. Like, I just want to see the final one. So there's a lot of creative ways that this can be done. I was telling Schmoopy the other day that um, this was like a throwback to when Craig and I did Into the Wild like years ago. One of our very first guests was Jonah Ra, and he had talked about, we were talking about a Jade Mill Druid. Like the only Jades that it was running were like Jade Idols and, and everything else. Like it was like a control slash fatigue deck, and then you would mill your opponent to death. Uh, we talk about wild being wild like this is years ago at this point but um yeah it's crazy so yeah so in order to um participate you can play these games uh you play them on ladder if you're really feeling brave if you want you can play them in casual cannot do them against a friend you cannot do them against the innkeeper or other pve content it's just too easy uh but we also don't want you to tank your rank so um 
send us a screenshot, take a screenshot. Um, you know, you can also send us uh, a game replay from HS replay, send us the link or, um, uh, Firestone deck tracker, send us the replay. Uh, but screenshot is fine in, in our discord. We've got a channel called weekly challenges, post it there. The nice thing about posting it there is what we love to see is when players kind of one up each other throughout the week. And so someone do it, you know, with five and then someone do it six, someone do it 10 or whatever. And, and, and then there's that challenge, this little kind of competition going on. And, uh, anyways, posted in that channel at the end of the week, uh, we will, take the winner we will share it on next week's show the person who wins uh we will gift them two packs on us but more importantly you get bragging rights and that's that's the true spirit of this um it's just to engage in friendly uh community involved co- uh competition so anyways. can i clear, just clarify just one more point uh, yeah of course of course move on of course um again we're looking at overkill we're not looking at total damage dealt so if you're at 30 and you overkill by four because you you know, you killed an Octosari and you drew a bunch of cards. That's great, but your score is four. Your score is not thirty-four. So make sure that it's it's overkill. It's the final number that's posted in the picture. Very good clarification. Uh huh. All right. Well, uh, that is about it for our show. It's been an awesome night. It's it's been a nice long show. It's really good talking to you all. Uh, for everybody who out there who's watching, hanging out with us, thank you very much. If you want to stay tuned, we are going to host the match uh, E Sheep City versus K in our Born to Be Wild listener series, and that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, if you're listening to the audio version of this and you want to watch that match, um, again, our listener series is a um, you know custom uh, uh, you know deck uh, building challenge. Thank you series format getting old having having a little brain aneurysm there uh anyways before we before we leave the show for the day i do want to say a big giant thank you to uh the supporters of our show primarily um shokunin who is the executive producer of our show thank you so much for your support we really sincerely do appreciate you and also say thank you to our patrons so disruptor 108 claudette g daniel b wildcard Armorn, ben from work turtle boy and number theory thank you so much for being our patrons we really do appreciate your support if you are somebody watching or listening who's interested in supporting us financially, you can visit our website at borntobewildhs.com. If you click on the Find Us page, there's a link to our Patreon. Uh, it, it's in severe need of a revamp that we should probably get to pretty soon. But if you're interested in contributing, uh, you know, there's little things as, as low as a dollar a month that, that do get put back into our show here. Uh, if you're somebody who's on Twitch a lot and you're interested, we do have emotes that you can unlock by uh, subscribing to us of our cute little mascot here, Nas. And we've got several of those. Um, so, yeah. Hey, Gold Daniel, I want to say a big giant thank you for donating your time and for hanging out with us. It's always good to spend some more time with you and uh, really appreciate you hanging out with us uh, for people who want to follow you, uh, listen to your, your podcast or, you know, follow your content. Where can people uh, find you? Yeah. Um, I am uh, part of the two co-host uh, headed monster. That is uh, the Hearthstoners were uh, the spiritual ancestor uh, or not ancestor. I don't know what I'm talking successor. about. Sorry. A successor to the tier five podcasts. Uh, we're kind of, belligerent drunk and uh we talk about whatever was going on 
more of a if if you're in the know you know kind of podcast because <laughs> we do touch on a lot of the twitter stuff and what's going on in the community and whatnot so if you know more people it helps but um i appreciate you so much for having me back on um guys it, it means a lot i'm completely honored uh you know third time calling squatters rights here so i feel like <laughs> i'm like basically a host at this point love um, it you can you can find me at Twitch and um, Twitter at Gold Daniel. It's spelled exactly how it sounds, except for the L's are ones. Because you're number one. I hit those <laughs> rank ones occasionally. I, mo- I mostly just uh, stream some uh, Hearthstone occasionally, and then Pokemon Unite when I'm feeling a little frisky. Actually, I'm pretty much a Pokemon Unite streamer. But <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me on. Uh, it was appreciate. It was awesome to hang out with you, Nate, and Electric Sheep Shitty. Get to know you and Sh- Moopy Daddy. Get to know you a little bit more and this awesome community that you guys have built and uh, that you guys are a part of. And I love each and every one of you guys. And thank you so much for having me on. Not much shit up. <laughs> love it, love it. Hey, Sheep, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me around the internet at Electric Sheep City at places where that fits, like Twitch, and at eSheep City at places where that doesn't fit, like Twitter. Um, and I, of course, would like to make a, a, a special thanks to uh, Gold Daniel and Schmoopy Daddy for, for coming in and hanging out with us. It was a blast uh, getting to know you better and, and catching up. Uh, tr- truly a, a pleasure to to hang out with you so thank you very much uh, absolutely sh- schmoopy daddy where around the internet can you be seen you can find me almost exclusively in the born to be wild discord of course uh but no seriously i don't i don't really you know dapple in twitter i don't i don't stream yet um so if you want to come hang out if you want to really you know talk to the schmoopy daddy come find me on discord uh best place to do that's probably the born to be wild discord i'm very active there um, and I'd like to shout out uh, my wife, Schmoopy Mommy, who is killing it uh, on her climb thus far. She's taken Questline Pirate Warrior uh, up to D5. She's still learning the deck, even though, and she's got a nine-star bonus. So she's she's running out of star bonus, and now she's just trying to figure out how to play the deck into a day three meta, which wow. is like, all right, you're swimming with sharks now. Good luck. um and and she's she's doing great she's she's doing she's she's about 50 percent on reno she's like i go up a star i go down a star i go up a star go down a star and i'd also like to shout out my uh my best friend in real life uh neon heron um who was in amongst the thick of it amongst the 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 twitter fiasco that was was that tuesday was that wednesday whenever that went down that that nonsense um you know, not being toxic, making salient points, um, just well thought out, just easy discourse, the kind of thing that we should do about things more important than Hearthstone. But it happened to be about Wild Hearthstone, and he was defending it, and I want to shout him out for doing things, you know, the right way um, and, and just being an overall good dude. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and Shmoopy, I, I do want to say also a big giant thank you to you for coming on this week, for uh, filling in Hyder Shoes. We really appreciate it. We always love talking to you. Um, <laughs> got a lot of good things to say and you're super fun to hang out with. So thank you also for donating your time to us and just spending time with us tonight. Really, really, really appreciate it. Uh, for those of you, working... 
Uh, hey, for anybody who's looking to interact with me or follow my content, I'm pretty active on Twitter, probably more so than I should be. Uh, you can find me at NateWolfTCG. It's N-A-T-E-W-O-L-F-E-T-C-G. More importantly, you can find the show uh, on our website. It's borntobewildhs.com. And normally Hydra would do this part, but he always uh, really likes to push the Discord. And so if you are interested in interacting with other members of the wild community, we've got a really active Discord, got a lot of people in it, then it's pretty active. We share uh, a bunch of things, funny usernames, we share deck lists, we share replays, we share memes. I mean, it's, it's just a kind of a nice place, uh, pretty wholesome content. And uh, it's a lot of fun. If you're interested in interacting with us there, uh, the easiest way to find the Discord is if you go to our website. Again, it's borntobewildhs.com. There's a there's a link up at the top that says find us. And and on that find us page, there's a link to the Discord. It'll, it'll take you right there. It's an open invite. And so we'd love to have you. We'd love to hang out with you. Uh, one final thing before we wrap up the show. We've been ending lately with kind of some special shout outs. Uh, got your Schmoopy. Really appreciate it. Love Schmoopy Mommy. I'm really, we're, I think we're all invested in her climb now as well. And so I, I want to continue hearing updates and I love that. Also, big shout out to Neon. Uh, for me personally, I want to give a big shout out to Martian Boo who, who utterly destroyed me, uh, but was nice about it in THL this week. Um, and also a big shout out and thank you to my good friend Blue Train for hanging out, chatting with me, co oping uh, earlier this week. It's always more fun, at least for me, to climb with a friend than it is to climb solo, just to have someone to talk through games with or just to spend time with. Uh, so I really appreciated that. Um, Big shout out to uh, JVJD for hanging out and chatting in stream this week. It was really interesting. Like, I'm sitting here, look over it and see the numbers, and there's like 50 some viewers. I'm like, wow, that's a lot of people. And I've got one person in chat who's who's chatting, and that's it. And it was JVJD, and it was really great because it was like almost you know it's one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning, and I'm sitting here half asleep. And it was really great to have someone to talk to, and so I really appreciated that. Um, was was super great so thank you so much jvjd it was it was awesome and uh yeah that's it for me um sheep what about you anybody anybody you want to shout out this week yeah so uh first i'd like to shout out floop uh so we queued up into one another on ladder and uh floops username is not floop on on ladder so uh el capitan <laughs> el capitan exactly so i saw the, the username and like got on discord and was like hey you know like good luck uh, uh to, to one another so i was clowning around uh over my lunch break and uh floop, floop was playing uh odd paladin and uh it was pretty intense floop got me down to one health Oof. and wow. i was still able to eventually overcome so it was as you can tell super intense so big shout out to Floop because uh, that was a very memorable game and actually was able to like do the the official handshake and become uh, friends on Battle.net after, you know, we already knew each other outside of that arena um, already. So, of course, shout out to Floop and shout out as well to Schmoopy Daddy and Oddlaw for inspiring me to to jump back into, you know, some some of the more like fun decks that are not, you know, not quite as a uh, sweaty just trying to to grind ranks, but you know, having fun, uh chilling out with the game and and that's been a a, a much kind of a uh be better mind space to to approach the game for me. So, shout outs to y'all as well. 
Nice. All right, Gold Daniel, you get the last word. Anybody you want to shout out any any words of wisdom or any anyone you want to say hello to? Hi, mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, real hi, mom. Um, yeah, uh, shout out everyone who's in uh, enduring this warlock meta as we are embracing the true love of Gold Dan as it spreads upon us each and every one of us. Uh, shout out to uh, my co-host Shiwasina. He's a really great dude and a hell of a player, hell of a streamer. I hate to admit it, he is quite the player, and he generally gets the best of me. Um, we're actually, we we hold the podcast, uh, the Hearthstone, over on his Twitter, and then I would like to uh, Twitch. Sorry, shout out Kasu uh, and uh, Pink's plays. Uh, they've been uh, teaching me the ropes of Pokemon Unite over the past couple months, and yelling at me a whole whole lot. <laughs> and I appreciate each and every one of the times that they uh, shoo me out for not rotating fast enough or not getting the proper objective because it's made me a better player nice. and it's uh, good to have friends that hold you accountable but at the same time want to see you do well uh, <laughs> in this community nice wiser words were never spoken and you heard that on born to be warlock <laughs> hold on to your mug we're in for a wild night Thank you.